Welcome to another episode of The Only Playbook, episode 23, the day after Thanksgiving. I'm Sweetcar, got Chauvet and Shashot. Happy post-Thanksgiving day, guys. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving. Oh, it's like happy Black Friday, I guess. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. You know what's crazy? What? What? That you guys gave me all this shit <laughs> about turkey and tryptophan, <laughs> only to not even eat turkey on Thanksgiving. Yeah, man. I was the only one that ate turkey. Yeah, we didn't eat turkey. I we can't had believe chicken. Chicken I and ham. It's the move. We got to save the bigger turkey. birds. And at the end of the day, I feel like long term turkey doesn't preserve well. Like I feel like a couple of days of turkey in the fridge and it just starts to smell and not taste as good. Yeah. But we're talking about that one day, though. Yeah, but you don't, you don't usually eat the entire turkey in one day. If you have yeah. a big family. Yeah, big enough. But we always have leftovers. We yeah. have leftovers for things. We just had, for like I had leftovers like 35 minutes ago. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys didn't feel the food coma afterwards? No, no we still effect. did. Yeah. We still Definitely did. coma. There's a lot of potatoes and a lot of, of carbs. A lot of wine. Yeah, a lot of mm. wine. A lot of all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I, had, I had a $75 wine bottle yesterday by himself <laughs> no not <laughs> ready vineyards check it out shout out local, ready vineyards at your local places where you get wine um but again happy post thanksgiving um hope everybody had a great thanksgiving day um ate a lot of food we're very thankful for that food that they got to eat so i was not thankful for montgomery though yeah yeah me neither that was really i was not thankful for how he was used <laughs> no that that first game was so frustrating and <clears throat> we'll obviously talk more yeah. about it but um first things first social media shout out to everybody that supported us twitter instagram tiktok um all the podcast applications right spotify anchor google apple um youtube as well so appreciate the likes the subscribes the follows uh tell your friends tell your friends friends um come enjoy some football banter with us so appreciate everybody that supported us um hopefully word of mouth continues because again the subscriptions and the likes are what spreads the news about this podcast so if you do listen to us certainly appreciate that Let's jump into it. We had three games already take place um, with in- injury implications. We obviously have a slew of games on Sunday and Monday with injuries. Shashow, what's the latest? Yeah, yesterday, um, Darren Waller got hurt. <sighs> it looked, looked pretty bad. I'm glad it wasn't an ACL. Or it wasn't? What ACL. did they say? Uh, it sounds like he stretched his IT band. It's, so the IT stands for iliotibial. Wow. There's a bone up here called ilium, and then that's where it attaches. Mm. And then it goes down to your tibia, so it's called the IT band for that reason. Um, you know, people always have issues with that. That you gotta like r- use rollers. That's mm-hmm. like the main p- reason people use rollers. But his actually, instead of being tight, it stretched. Like his leg was like bent a certain uh. way, so it like stretched that um, area. So you know, um, I don't know how bad it's gonna be. It's, at least nothing is ripped or torn. Mm-hmm. It's just stretched. So like, you know, it's pain tolerance. There's no mechanical issues. So, you know, he might be out for a game or two. Um, but as of today, it just happened yesterday. So. Who knows what's going to happen by the time he plays next week. Yeah. So it's just something to monitor. But that was the injury yesterday that is of significance. The other one, Swift. Good old Swifty Swift. Swifters. Um, he, it looked bad. It looked bad when he landed on Definitely. his shoulder. You know, that's an AC joint issue, usually a collarbone, collarbone issue um, or a dislocation, right? So yeah. it was. It looks like it was really none of the above. Um, he just kind of – it was like a, just a bad injury. He just fell hard on He's it. He's day-to-day, which is very odd. And he was also out there without a sling. Yeah. He was standing on the sideline without He's a sling. Chilling. If it was, if it, if he had broken a collarbone or if he was dislocated, he would, you know, been on a sling or, um, or something of that sort. And he was just chilling out there. I saw him like talking to other people. He was moving his arms. So he's day to day. So it's not as significant as we thought it was, but mm-hmm. who knows how that translates <laughs> into like getting hit. So we'll have to monitor that as well. So those are the two main ones from yesterday. Uh, but the other ones, uh, for the games coming up, AJ Brown 
with this chest injury and there's all these weird injuries he's having. He had a knee issue to start the season, hit a hamstring, then he moved to a hand injury. Now he has a chest injury. And he's he's kind of working his way from the <laughs> toe to the yeah. chest. Head, yeah. shoulder, knees, and toes, but in reverse. Right. right, right. So he's out this week. So I don't know what I don't know what to do with this guy. He's just annoying. The talent, oh yeah, it just sucks. Yeah, he just, I mean, he's clearly not healthy, no. right? He's clearly not healthy and I don't know what to do. But um, he's out this week, so you don't have to worry about that. Um, and good old Mr. Tovid, Mr. Tovid Rogers. Um, Tovid Rogers. <laughs> it sounds like Chauvin. <laughs> <laughs> it does kind of sound like Chauvin, but um, uh, it's Tovid. <laughs> and um, he is going to play, as we all predicted. It's just a bunch of Fugazi. He just leading us. I think he just enjoys his drama. Oh, 100%. He's just like a very dramatic guy. He's like, like stirring the pot. Yeah. You know, he loves yeah. it. He, yeah. He's out here putting he's his throwing foot. fuel to the fire. All yeah. the other... <laughs> Yeah, he's I'm like, gonna add, I'm gonna add Tobit to the n- another word I use for my rap songs yeah. with the word Shovit in it. Oh, that's like, a big one. Be yeah. like throwing past deep. <laughs> Call me Tobit. <laughs> yeah, something I'm gonna throw it. You know, I don't yeah. know something like that. Tobit Rogers. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, his counterpart, um, non-Tobit, Aaron, uh, Aaron Jones. Um, he's playing the Rams. And he's questionable against the Rams. Uh, it's probably a good idea to not play him <laughs> if I was the yeah. Packers. They're doing pretty okay with the other guy. Um, so you know, um, don't don't throw him into this like really stingy situation Aaron Aaron Donald is historically just destroying people's careers and it would not be wise to throw him out there if he's not ready um, but that being said it is Friday um, and he's questionable these are things you have to you know check your lineup on Sunday morning <coughs> so he's not out so he's just questionable so we've got to got to check Sunday morning see if he's gonna play um, next up Sterling Shepard and Tony both these guys it's like they it's like a carousel of injuries <laughs> in that wide receiver group it's like hey you play this week and I'll just <laughs> fake an injury and then you yeah. know they just like keep taking turns i don't know what's going on but sterling and tony are not expected to play sterling is out tony is not expected to play wow. so tony's not technically out but he's not expected to play um so yeah galladay maybe it's a galladay day but you know i've been i've been, been super high yeah. yeah he's one of the biggest underwhelmers out here he gets paid you know more than like a lot of wide receivers probably more than uh adams yeah <laughs> i'm pretty sure he gets paid more than adams um and he's you know just not he doesn't have a touchdown this year so that's their their offensive lineman has a touchdown, and he does not have a touchdown. So I don't know what you're gonna do with this. I would just stay away from this. Eagles are on fire right now, so I don't know if they wanna. I don't know if you wanna mess with the Giants right now. Um, Jordan Howard's out, as I just mentioned. The Eagles, he's officially out this week, and they have a bye week next week. So you need to decide what you're gonna do with him. If you can add like some players, week 14 players, just presumptively, is that a right word to yeah. use right now? Yeah. <laughs> so you might wanna make some decisions there. And Antonio Brown, um, they're. Um, Arenas, what's his name? Arians. Arians. Yeah, Arians said Bruce Arians said that he should be playing Week 13. So I think it's he's like he's progressing slowly, and he won't be playing this weekend. But um, looks like he will be out there Week 13. And the trade deadline's coming up for fantasy football. It's December 3rd on ESPN. Oh wow, is it? Okay. Yeah. So it it would be this would be a perfect time to get those frustrated AB owners to just give him something scratchy and yeah. just you know enjoy Antonio Brown for the rest of the year. So, yeah, that is, as far as injuries goes, that is the latest and greatest. Stay tuned because the next few days are going to be huge. Those are our big Twitter days. We're going to be unloading on Twitter. Yeah, absolutely. Um, at Only Playbook. And you're right. I just I just cross-referenced that. Devontae Adams had signed a four-year $58 million contract, mm-hmm. $18 million signing bonus. Galladay signed a four-year $72 <laughs> yeah. million dollar wow. contract yeah. with 
40 million guaranteed. Yeah, yeah, that's not. That's, yeah, that's insane. Yeah, that, that Adams contract is one of the most like. Oh. It's, it's pack, the Packers are just stealing him right now. They're projecting point. a four year, $93 million contract. Coming PFF up. is coming up. Yeah. I mean, not, we don't yeah. know who's going to get that. Yeah. But who knows? Yeah. Stay tuned. But um, no, appreciate the injuries. Again, add only playbook tomorrow, Saturday, leading up to Sunday's noon kickoff. Um, again, we had three games on Thanksgiving as the Thanksgiving tradition continues for these Detroit Lions. Um, Again, I think I don't know why it was this year. It took this long, but there was a couple of us that were like, "Why is Detroit continually on Thanksgiving mm-hmm. when, you know, everybody's watching football and we want to watch some good shit? Yeah. And Detroit's just con- constantly horrible." Well, the history on that I look back is the first Thanksgiving game was played in Detroit back in 1934, and then you also brought up a good point. What was it that you said? Yeah, basically, no matter what team they put on there, we're gonna watch the Thanksgiving game, right? Yeah. So why not put the team that just always sucks, gets the and shittiest, yeah, ratings, typical ratings, yeah, exactly. And so you know they get the highest ratings during Thanksgiving, so yeah. why not? So it's, yeah, it makes sense. It, it gives them an it gives them an excuse saying the first game was played there, so we want to keep this tradition right. alive. But at the end of the day, yeah, everybody's has the game on regardless of the shittiest teams playing. But the Detroit Lions again this year host. The Chicago Bears. Bears came into town at four and six. The Lions were 0-9 and one, still searching for their first victory. And god damn it, they got close again, but just can't quite finish it up. 16-14 Bears win by two. Lions cover the three and a half point spread. Um, but the Bears do end up winning in an ugly, ugly game. Um, Andy Dalton was in. Obviously, Justin Fields did not play. No. And they clearly thought that because Dalton was in, he was like Patrick Mahomes, because yep. they were like, we're just gonna go gunslinging. Yep mentality here and it was just so freaking ugly yeah the receivers weren't helping very much either but yeah i mean he started off well the game started off well um even goff he completed 13 straight passes to start the game Mm -hmm. before his first incompletion that's the longest streak by any player on thanksgiving since 1991 so i was watching that shit and i was like oh my god this is the resurgence of goff and that just went downhill after those 13 passes so quickly yeah, and then on the other side, uh, another big game for Mooney, back-to-back, like, a mm-hmm. 100-yard uh, yeah. game, and looks like he's kind of solidified that wide yeah. receiver one uh, role. Uh, and Cole Komet as well, with yeah. 11 targets. Yeah. Uh, it was so, just them two. Right. It was just Literally them two. them two. It was, I mean, insane how much they were throwing to Cole Komet. And it seems like, again, we were watching the game because me and you both own David Montgomery, so we were looking for all the dump-offs. But Dalton is... His reads are always down the field. He's <laughs> yeah, always he looking he, down the field. Zero looks at Which, the running back. Again, in a quarterback, you love that. But in a fantasy quarterback, when you have the running back, you hate that, right? Yeah. So you're like, Montgomery's open every time. So Cole Komet up the middle was money for him. Yeah. And Mooney stretched the field. I mean, like yeah. he was getting by defenders. Um, so they did a good job. Um, but the Lions, I mean, they had a chance. Goff had two touchdowns, didn't actually turn the ball over uh, this game, which is rare for Goff. And with the swift injury, Jamal Williams saw 15 carries for 65 yards. So all of a sudden, he kind of resurged. They signed Josh Reynolds, and he just kind of slided right into the number one receiver slot with three for 70 and a touchdown. And Hawkinson got the other touchdown. So, um, I mean, this is the Bears are one of the few teams on left on the Lions' schedule that the Lions have an opportunity to win. Yeah. And that window continues to shrink now. Yeah. They'll they'll, they'll pull one out here somewhere, but yeah. Um, it's it's looking tough for the Lions. I, I mean, at this point, just lose lose all the games. Like, don't even don't even try. Get in the history books for the wrong reasons, but at <laughs> least you're in the history books. Yeah. You know? So um, one thing that needs to be talked about is like they're improving a few things. We saw some good things from the Lions week, like early on in the game, mm-hmm. but this is their <laughs> this is their tenth straight game where they've scored less than twenty points. Right? Like you expect to win NFL games with scoring less than twenty points. This yeah. is this is the longest streak since 1942. So I mean. You're not going to win games, Lions. Like you need to start finding ways to score. Like 
what's up with all this running back conservative stuff? Like, you need to score points to win in the NFL. Yeah, and another guy, uh, Amani Oruwariye. Did you guys see that interception that Andy Dalton threw in the red yeah. zone? Yeah. And oh. uh, that it was sick. Yeah. Grab. Yeah. Could have had two picks. Yeah. yeah. So he's got he's actually number uh, well tied for third place with uh, with five interceptions this year. Nice. So a little little bright star for the yeah. Lions there. Yeah. Quick quick uh, exercise. So the Lions have one, two, three, four, five, six more games left, right? Yeah. Let's all predict where their first loss is coming. So I'm going to give you the ga- game. First win. First, sorry, first win is coming. Uh, they're at home against the Vikings next, at the Broncos, home against the Cardinals, at the Falcons, at the Seahawks, and home against the Packers. Oh, you know, it's it's got to be either Falcons or Broncos, right? I'm going either Seahawks or Falcons. My thing is if they lose to the Falcons and they're at Seattle week 16 or 17, still looking for the first win, they're not winning a game. I'm like their win has to come within the next four games. Otherwise the pressure mounts too high. Yeah. And at Seattle's in a really hard place to play. I don't care how bad Seattle is. And they're is. fighting for a playoff Yeah, spot. And they're still fighting, right? They still got Russell Wilson. <clears throat> so that doesn't pan out. And then they could get really lucky week 17 where the, or 18, where the Packers have already clinched sit like everybody. number one seed and they mm-hmm. sit everybody, but that's a pathetic yeah, way to get I'm, your first I'm, win. I'm going Falcons. Like Falcons are, Poor team. They're a poor team. At the Falcons. Yeah. We I could. mean, that's probably the best option, but then the Falcons also do show up every, like, every randomly. Now randomly. Yeah. You know, Matt Ryan has, like, a stellar game, and, and um, yeah, it's tough. They Can I, I just not pick a team? Yeah, I know, right? No. But, yeah, I'll, I'll go Falcons. <laughs> as long as it's not next week, I don't give a shit. Like, yeah. just, just <laughs> don't win next yeah. week, and we're good. Yeah. Um, but the Bears, I mean, again, the Bears are now 4-7. and seven. Lions are 0-10-1. Yeah. Bears technically still not out of playoff contention. Right. Yeah. But Matt Nagy looks like he's probably going to go. Yeah, yeah. It's it's already it's already it's, like five o'clock, three o'clock almost, and he's yeah. still here. The reports were that um, he was gonna he get was fired. already going to get fired on Friday, yeah. but they didn't want to fire him uh, before the Thursday night game because travel and everything and, and coaching wise that's kind of and Thanksgiving <laughs> it would have been screwed. But I mean, if it's today, it should be happening at any point right now. Yeah. I don't think you can fire a coach after he wins the Thanksgiving game, though. You probably I mean, have to wait a you week. Beat the Lions you beat the by Lions two. The field goal? By two. That's the loss. You to beat me. the Lions That's by two. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, yeah. it's not convincing enough that if they'd already determined that he's not the solution, a Lions victory by two, I don't think he's gonna <laughs> push the needle to the other side. You yeah, know, that's a good point. Um, also, at his at his kids' game, they're like fire, yeah. Nagy. That's so messed and up. At the hockey game, at a WWE game, yeah. they were chanting fire Nagy. Anything that's happening yeah. in Chicago right now, they're chanting fire Nagy. Fire I mean, Nagy. all of that I get, but. Don't t- taking it so far as his kid's I football know, game. Yeah. His kid, his high and school kid, too. is out of playing at a football game, and the crowd is chanting "Fire Nagy." Chicago, God, man, we're just passionate. Right, we like our bro. pizza deep and our daggers deeper. <laughs> yeah. So again, uh, Bears still in contention. Lions basically out of it. The next game, the middle game of the Thanksgiving Day slate, the Raiders traveled to Dallas to take on the Cowboys. Raiders constantly toying with fake news and not. We deemed them fake news last week. What do they do? They come to Dallas and win 36-33 to final. Raiders cover the plus seven spread, win outright. The over 51 just gets shit on. Um, Raiders are now six and five. Cowboys drop to seven and four. Um, Cowboys doing that thing that they do every year where yeah. you're like, oh shit. Yep. Uh, it's we, November. We, we continue December. to tell the cow. <laughs> we continue to give the benefit of the doubt to the Cowboys, and then they want us to be like, eh, "Y'all still dumb boys." Yeah, yeah, y'all exactly. That's exactly yeah. it. I mean, Raiders thirty six points on that Cowboys defense. Yeah, Cowboys defense sucks as hell. 
You Super know, sus. this is crazy because uh, if if we had done a recording of a of this of a preview of this before, I'd be like, oh man, you got to get it on the under. The Raiders defense is not that bad. Cowboys <laughs> defense uh, put up, you know, it was able to stop Mahomes yeah. last yeah. week. So I'm like that 51 and a half. I mean, even tease it up, you yeah. know, 57 and a half. 57. No. No, the, the, that no, did not happen. No. That did not happen. Um, so, but it was a really good game, right? Yeah. Um, very close up until the end. It was like thirty to thirty. Um, went into overtime, and then uh, I think there was a lot of penalties. Yeah. Oh. Most, most penalties so far. That was this was insane. Twenty eight penalties, fourteen for each team. Yeah. It's Damn. crazy. That's, they they dictated this game. The refs clearly just dictated this game. You can probably call that many penalties in every single football game, yeah, right? The whole high. adage of the, ho- yeah. the holdings every play. Mm-hmm. The refs actually were doing it this game. Yeah. Why? Why? Why are you doing I'm that? Not sure. It made it very unfun. No, to watch. it was. It was not fun. Even though it's thirty six, thirty three. You know, yeah. high powered offenses right. flying everywhere. The constant stoppage. The con- constant pl- uh, uh, flags and the constant like like second and twenties and shit like that. The, like the the one. So the pass interference calls. I'm like, okay, the defender's not which, looking around. Which one? There was the one where he didn't turn. Anthony he didn't Brown. Turn. Yeah, that was yeah. a PI. That's that a was, PI. That's yeah. I, I get that. But then there was like uh, the where the center looks down and that's a false. That start. was not a false start. That's not a false start. I didn't even Gene Stagator or what a Serator or whatever. They brought him in. He's like, yeah, that the the center does that every time. That's how he lets the people know he's about to hike it. Right. It's not a false. He start. did that the next play. Yeah, it he, wasn't. Yeah, a false and it, it wasn't a false. Start. Exactly. It wasn't a false. He'd been start. doing it the whole game. <laughs> they just were like, you know what? Yeah, it was. Unreal. Hasn't been a flag in thirty seconds. False start. <laughs> it was unreal. I thought this game was gonna be close. I I, I didn't think anyone was gonna beat anybody outright, but I did not think it was gonna be 36-33. I was expecting it to be like. I don't know, 23, 26. Mm-hmm. Yeah. couple notables, obviously, right? Uh, Derek Carr, 373, one touchdown, no interceptions. Josh Jacobs finally uh, had a decent game, 22 carries, 87 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah. He also did catch two for 25. Um, they brought in Mariota, obviously, in the goal line, Taysom Hill situation. Yep. <laughs> Comes in and rushes for a touchdown. And Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson. Yeah. Catch that one over the middle and just puts on the burners yeah. at like 37 years right. old. Still faster than everybody. Yeah. You, you want to talk about the MVP of the game, though? You talk about the MVP of the Daniel game. Carlson, oh, baby. Shit. Five for five with a 56-yarder. And he won the game with a... Oh, my God. I was just... I, was just, I wanted to pet him like on the head while, his, <laughs> while the rest of his team was petting him on the head after he made the game winner. I just got up to my 18 TV. 18 fantasy like, points. <laughs> insane. Insane. Th- 21. Oh, 21? Yeah, yeah. 21 fantasy points. Yeah, Huge. that was amazing. Like The reason I started him was because... Um, so it's like, you know, the Cowboys defense is kind of sus, right? Mm-hmm. And then the Raiders, they can't finish. Like, they're very... Like, they move the ball at yeah. will and they can't finish. That's a recipe for kicking points. Right. So, yeah, that worked out beautifully. The Cowboys, on the other hand, though, what what happened with the Cowboys' offense? I mean, I really, really liked another ex- impressive game and just on the eye test and seeing everything. Tony Pollard is fucking good. He's better. than Every time he touches the ball, it's like electricity. And then every time Zeke touches the ball, you're just like, like, I'm like, dude, come on, Zeke. He seems like he's lost a step. Yeah. Tony Pollard looks fast. Yeah, he does. He is fast. He's... Like he's next level yeah, fast. Yeah, he like is. he's got that insane he, he needs to be home starter. run hitting. This is a yeah. starter. That's that kick return for a touchdown return, was insane. Right. Huge. Yeah. I mean, he had ten for thirty six. Zeke only had nine for twenty five. Zeke did get the yeah. touchdown. I also saw news this morning when I woke up that said Zeke will be limited for the rest of the season. 
Wow. Yeah. They're going to limit his touches for the rest of the season. So I mean, you can't not give Tony Pollard touches with the way he's playing, right? Yeah. Four for 32 on the air. Zeke did catch six for 24. Uh, the two guys that had to step up in the absence of the receiving receivers getting hurt, Lamb and uh, Wilson. Cooper, we had Cedric Wilson and Michael Gallup both go for 100 yards, five and seven catches yeah. respectively. Yeah. So uh, good games from them. Dalton Schultz, three for 46, had that touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, have like three touchdowns. Yeah, he actually should have. <laughs> yeah, 100%. But again, Great game offensively, but the Cowboys' defense just yeah. so many holes. One guy to talk about, uh, if Darren Waller's out, Foster Moreau yeah. is a backup tight end, mm-hmm. and uh, he seemed to have um, – he had 77 snaps. so And five of, targets. Right. right? And he only had one catch for three yards, but, yeah, first time for a tight end, you're looking for other reasons to start him. 77 snap percent yeah. of snaps or total snaps? Total snaps. How many snaps in the game was it, does it say? 87. Oh, yeah, so 77 of 87. Yeah. So he's literally on the field yeah, majority they, of the time. they like to use him. They, they've thrown him out there a couple of times during mm-hmm. the season, and they get the ball to him whenever he is out there. But getting 77 per, or yeah. total snaps, that's that's going to get him a lot more looks. I mean, Waller got injured when? Third quarter? It was later, yeah. It was, it was, yeah. It was after halftime. He had two catches for 33 yards on five targets, right? After that, Foster Moreau comes in, only has one for three, but also got five targets. So it's evident the Raiders' offense revolves a lot around throwing the tight end the football. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. this game, they were up for a good amount of the time, so they ran the ball with Josh Jacobs yeah. quite often. They, they kind of This is what they've been wanting to do. They mm-hmm. just couldn't do it. Yeah. So, I mean... Yeah, his yeah. PFF grades are pretty good, too. Uh, so, Moreau, mm-hmm. he's earned a 77.3 PFF grade since 2019, which is the 10th best among tight ends over that span cool. so has he always just been like a backup blocking tight end yeah, okay for sure okay he doesn't get any yeah. looks so. yeah. highlight one last guy hunter renfro eight for 134 on nine targets yeah. i mean that's insane yeah. good for that guy um he's literally the epitome of the perfect slot receiver yeah i mean the perfect slot receiver um so good for them again the raiders get the win they're six and five again they're they're, they're just teeter-tottering fake news real news fake news real yeah, news but as expected right yeah. like we we don't expect them to like they never solidify yeah. one way or the yeah. other. Uh, Cowboys seven and four, um, still again atop the NFC East and still sitting what third in the NFC overall. But um, again, there's concern. There's definitely concern. There's clearly flaws and holes in their defense. Um, their offense, regardless of their injuries, was still putting up points, so that's not an issue at all. But um, the last game on the and Thanksgiving slate, the nightcap, the Bills traveled to New Orleans to take on the Saints, and it was all Buffalo. 31-6 final. Buffalo covers a seven-point spread, under 45 hits. Saints' offense was inept, yeah. and Buffalo's defense was great. Yeah, the Saints have scored seven points or fewer in the first half in each of their six losses this season. And, you know, it's just... Slow then, starts. And then you add this with the whole Simeon thing. He's yep. lost all four games he's played. Mm-hmm. They're going on a wrong, wrong yeah. trajectory out yep. here. And it's not looking pretty for the Saints to make the playoffs at this point. I know they are in it at this point. They're seventh, right? Yeah, they're technically still um, in it, I think. But, yeah. But, yeah, it's not looking good. Yeah. And then on the Bills side, the tight end. Yeah, I love Knox. this guy. Dawson Knox. Knox, man. I wish I started him instead of freaking Tony Jones Jr. <laughs> Huge mistake. <laughs> uh, three receptions, 32 yards, and the biggest uh, you know factor there, two touchdowns. Yeah. Um, so it looks like he's the <clears throat> red zone target. Uh, and Diggs had a pretty solid game too, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Diggs had seven receptions, 74 yards, one touchdown. Um, so good games from those two guys uh, that we expect. Emmanuel Sanders, Cole Beasley, not that great. Yeah. Again, game script, 31 to six when you're winning like that. Yeah. Like, dude, the rest of the receivers outside of whoever scores the touchdown is <clears throat> probably not going to do very much. But Brita, 
Brita's looking like, you know, get give give Brita Singletary touches. I'm sick of it. Yeah. I, I've seen enough from Singletary. I feel like every time Brita touches the ball, like good things happen. Yeah, he's faster. Yeah. He's, he's super fast. I mean, they they uh Moss was a healthy scratch. Yeah. So they That's big. they truly believe in Singletary and Brita. They, yeah. You know? Which those guys are very similar type of running backs to yeah. me, right? Brita's obviously faster. Like he flashes more just eye test and off the tape, but um there's obviously been a reason they can't give him like a decent workload. He's probably small, probably gets hurt. Like that I think maybe that's his issue. I don't know, but yeah. every time Breeze touched the ball, albeit in like very limited touches the last four weeks, it's been good things are happening. He averaged ten yards per carry on five carries. Yeah. Who did so, Breeda? Breeda did. Oh shit. Yeah. Wait, this week or last week? Um <clears throat> I think that was five for fifty one yeah, last he, week, he right? Was very, it last? Yeah, yeah, he didn't do very well. This he had week. nine for twenty six this week, but two for twenty nine through the air and caught the touchdown pass. So um Diggs got his seven for seventy four and a touchdown, obviously. One thing I thought was funny, I don't know if I why I'd never heard of this guy, but maybe you guys had. I never I had this is my first time the tight end? No, the an NFL player with a first name that starts with Lil. His name is actually Lil. His name is Lil Jordan Humphrey. <laughs> wow. I don't know. Lil Jordan. How do you spell Lil? L I L apostrophe. That's awesome. Lil Jordan Humphrey. Wow. His literal name. His first name is Lil Jordan. So the rap game is over now. Yeah. We've infiltrated yeah. into the football He went game. to Texas. That's where that, that name does kind of sound familiar, but yeah, he went to Texas second year receiver. Lil Jordan Humphrey. <laughs> Damn, good old Lil Jordan. Um but yeah, the Saints. How tall is he? Uh let's see. It's probably not that little. Yeah, I bet he's probably big. They probably should call him Big Jordan. He is six foot four. What? Yeah. Little Jordan at six four? <laughs> All right, bro. Maybe he's a little compared to Jordan, like Michael Jordan. Because he's Michael six, six six. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, Saints again dropping. They're five. They're five and six now. They're actually no. They're actually there's a lot of uh, teams in that six seven spot. So Saints are currently tenth right now in playoff mm-hmm. projections. And uh, I want to actually dive into playoff projections at the end of the show. We, we'll just add that in because I want to see kind of where everybody's at. But uh, nonetheless, Bills take care of business. They're seven and four. Uh, they consistent, con- like they're like back and forth. One statement game, you're like Bills are back. One shitty game, and like against the Jags, and you're like, oh, Bills are fake news. But one thing I'm still not impressed with is Josh Allen's, um, I don't know, decision making. Sometimes his accuracy is very erratic. Still had two interceptions. I know he only had five incompletions, but uh, the two interceptions, those. They, they were very, like, unnecessary interceptions, and that seems to be the case with him. But as long as they're racking up wins, it doesn't really matter. Those are the three games that have already happened. Now let's talk about the games that are happening on Sunday. Here, here's a little quick little fun fact before we move on. Yeah. The Saints have not completed a two-point conversion on 10 straight attempts. So wow. they just suck at close game management. Yeah. Wow. Their red zone offense and shit's probably horrible right now. Quarterback, you have like a third string uh, running Dude, I feel back, bad for all backup okay, receivers. Before the season started, they they had expected Winston, Michael Thomas, Camara, yep. Com- yeah. having both of their linemen, their yep. tackles. Yep. They have none of these players right yeah. now, so yeah. it's like you know they're they're scrambling. Yeah. Oh, and also shout out to Diggs on that touchdown catch. Did you see the route he ran on Lattimore? Yeah. Destroyed yeah. Marshawn Lattimore. Dude. Like just destroyed him. Yeah. Got the dive for it. Still yeah. Didn't get it. Yeah. It was um. Yeah, so let's jump in. Sunday, we have the first game on the board. The Pittsburgh Steelers show it are traveling to Cincinnati. Divisional game. Bengals are up a half game on the Steelers. They're six and four. Pittsburgh's five, four, and one. Bengals are getting three and a half points at home, so they are favored over under forty five. Uh talk to us about that. I know there's some key defensive players that are back. Yeah, Minka's back activated. Uh TJ Watt will be back. Joe Hayden did practice, but he's uh, a game time decision. Okay. Uh we need all of those guys oh, yeah, and more against the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, whose offense is, is pretty good. And so we're uh 
You know, it's all going to come boil down to whether Ben Roethlisberger can repeat that same performance that he did with the Chargers last week. Mm-hmm. He was accurate. He was getting the ball to Claypool. Deontay Johnson obviously got got his. Um, so if we can continue that same offense, because uh, uh, we right now rank uh, 30th on offense uh, behind the Texans, and I believe the 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 Jets or no the Lions Texans and Lions are are ahead of you guys uh, or are they the thirty first and thirty second right they're the thirty first okay, okay. and thirty second ahead of them okay. so but um yeah you know we're not uh, we're not looking really good on offense but that that's the uh, from uh, my understanding the key to the game is Ben Roethlisberger's repeat performance as he did with the Chargers and we could probably get the W if we do that. Yeah, Bengals defense hasn't shown anything impressive, so there is an opportunity for this game to turn into a shootout. Right. I saw them kind of put emphasis on getting the ball downfield, which is really nice to see because I think a lot of people have doubted that Big Ben even had ability to get the ball downfield anymore. And again, clearly he at least shut those people up for the time being because he was throwing great balls downfield. And he was giving guys like Claypool an opportunity to make a play, and that's all we've been asking for. Exactly. um, And you got to expect that with those defensive key defensive guys back it's not going to be you know cannot stop anybody like they did last week they've been a bend don't break defense and their key is kind of stopping red zones and and getting field goals so it's going to be tough with cincinnati's offense i mean everything has been clicking for cincinnati joe mixon continues to just be really good we know Mm -hmm. joe burrow's good they have the receivers so um the defense definitely gonna have their work cut out for them yeah on paper uh the Bengals are better in every category um so they do they do the steelers definitely have their work cut out for them um one thing um that might be a little bit nice for them to know is Jamar Chase is fewer than 50 receiving yards in three straight games now. So maybe teams are understanding that this guy can just extend the field like crazy and they're, you know, putting zone over the top. Yeah. Um, seems to be working. Um, but un- unfortunately, they're still winning these games. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. They have 30 points. They've, the Bengals have scored 30 or more points in four of their last five games. So, yeah, it's going to come down to Big Ben's, Big Ben's going to have to score like four touchdowns to win this yeah. game. Yeah, I expect a high-scoring affair, right? They got the over-under at 45, and I think that over seems really, really nice. Unless the Steelers' offense doesn't show up. I mean, it's just hard to believe that there's not going to be scoring in this game. Um, So I don't know. I kind of like that over. I almost kind of like Pittsburgh at plus 3.5 as well. Okay, yeah. It's tough. We're we're at Cincinnati. Yeah. Um, But it's a divisional Divisional game. Divisional game, and both teams pretty much record-wise, aside from the tie, are equal, right? So this is a very big pivotal point. And... I again, the Bengals are like this year's young team that's up and coming that still has flaws, but they show flashes that they could be a you know a possible franchise to be reckoned with for the next three four years. Yep. But this is the year that I, we've already seen their inexperience come to play at times. Steelers are just again they have Big Ben, they have a lot of more veteran guys that have been there before in a big pivotal game. I'm going to take the Steelers on the road. You might plus three and a half. You might as well just take the money line. Plus 165. Yeah, I don't I don't mind that. I, I don't mind that at all. So I, I do like the Steelers here, um, but we'll see. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Uh, the next game, the Buccaneers are traveling to the Colts. An intriguing matchup. Both teams pretty damn good. Uh, Buccaneers coming in at 7-3. and three. The Colts are 6-5 and five after, what, racking up four or five straight wins. Buccaneers on the road in Indy are favored three points and over-unders 53. Jonathan Taylor has an, a chance you'd mentioned earlier yeah to break an all-time record so if he scores over 100 yards and scores a touchdown like that's nobody's ever done that before. most consecutive times doing that ever getting 100 and a touchdown yeah, yeah for this ever. many games in a row i think he's done it for eight games right yeah. this would be the ninth that's game impressive. yeah and that would be that'd be insane but look that's funny how everything works out right because the buccaneers run stuffing is probably one of the best run stuffing defenses we've seen this decade mm. so it's it's a tough challenge but i mean at this point like i don't i would probably take the over on this for him to get that done um, I don't know. It, I mean, their game plan, the Buccaneers aren't a dumb team. You know, they're a Super Bowl winning team. Yeah. They probably understand. Let's stop. Let's let's make Wentz beat us, right? Like, that, that should be the game plan. 
But there's not enough love given to this offensive line. There's, oh, they're uh, incredible. Like we understand, like all the flashy stuff from fantasy football and stuff. You focus on Jonathan Taylor, but I, you know, I've seen moments where Jonathan Taylor goes untouched for seven, eight yards, right? So like they're doing their job. And if Colts are at home, managing the ball well, like you know, taking the lead like they did against the Bills, like this is a very, very hard to beat team. If the, if the ball's on their favor and and they're managing the clock well, keeping Tom Brady off the field is the the go to you know goal here for them and there's no Antonio Brown still um Mike Williams showed up on the injury report with the Evans back, yeah sorry. Mike Evans yeah. yeah so I don't know there's a lot of things there's a lot of weird things that could work in the Colts favor right now yeah I, I still like the Buccaneers chances because uh, to me this is a Super Bowl team and and with the um you know going into the game I'm sure they're going to plan for Jonathan Taylor to uh to, to stop Jonathan Taylor and let Carson Wentz beat the Buccaneers instead of uh, Jonathan Taylor. So uh, I like the Buccaneers' chances here. Um, but it, like like you said, it's going to be a close game, or it's going to be a tough matchup for, for both teams. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, fun to watch. like we said, la- or it was, you know, Jonathan Taylor's going up against the Bills' run defense last week didn't matter, right? Yeah. This week, the Buccaneers are allowing only 78 and a half yards a game on the ground. So uh, Taylor's going to have to outperform, you know, the expectations of that defense in order to hit that record. And I think outperforming that or getting 100 yards and a touchdown equates to, to me, a Buccaneer, or a Colts victory, right? So I think those things are going to go hand-in-hand hand because, like you said, if he has success running, which he has, which the offensive line and the way they scheme their zone running scheme is really, really nice, if they control the clock, then that's everything because yeah. the Buccaneers struggle at defending the pass, right? The minute they... You know, the minute we get like a couple of Jonathan Taylor decent runs, it sets up the play action. Michael Pittman's a number one receiver, dude. I, I'm not a big fan of Michael Pittman anymore. It was he has like four good games out of like ten good games now, and those the not good games are really bad. They're like two points, four points. So I don't know what they're doing there. They're just enjoying this running so yeah. much that they don't have to throw. I get that, um, but yeah, I mean he's a good receiver. <laughs> But as far as fantasy points are considered, I know that's not what we're talking about right now. But uh, as far as fantasy points are considered, you might we're looking at probably sitting uh, Pittman because like last game was supposed to be Pittman's game, right? Like you're playing the Bills, gonna have to catch up. None of that happened. We'll see how like the Buccaneers roll because if if the Colts are now beating teams at will on the run, then I don't even know if you can start Michael Pittman anymore. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean, they're going hand-in-hand. Last week's Jonathan Taylor performance was historic, right? Like, historic. And so Wentz only had 106 yards throwing because he just didn't need to throw the ball. So not a lot of yards to go around. But you're right. Since Taylor has, as good as he's been all year, the last couple of weeks or whatever that he's transcended how good he's been, they just haven't had to throw the ball. Yeah, It's been insane. And we expected that last week that they would because Buffalo, we thought, was going to win or they're going to be winning and it was going to cause trouble to the Colts. But... um, yeah, I don't. To me, I still, I like his talent is still too good that if they have to throw the ball, there's no reason they wouldn't look for him. It's just right. that they haven't been having to throw the ball. Yeah. But the Buccaneers are the Buccaneers. There's always that fear factor in the back of my mind with the Buccaneers or any team that Tom Brady plays on. Yeah. Even though he's not playing As, defense. I mean, here's another reason why you should be fearful. The Tom Tom Brady's eight no against the Colts since 2020. So, sorry, since 2010. Jeez, he's like just he been just, owning Peyton Manning yeah. <laughs> for a decade. <laughs> Pretty well, much. Yeah, 2010. Yeah. yeah. And then Andrew Luck for a little while, but yeah, I mean. I don't know. I, I, I like – I still like Pittman. I think Pittman actually will have a good game this week. I hope so because it, it hasn't been that case all season long. Because they, they won't be able to run the ball and they have to kind of throw it. It's not that the, they won't be able to run the ball, but after a running back is coming off 185 yards and five touchdowns, yeah. you think a team that's Super Bowl caliber is like, oh, shit, okay. Let's game plan he, for let's this. Let's game plan for this. <laughs> not game, game plans don't always work, right? You can yeah. game plan all you want and he can still be good. They can be better. But if their emphasis – in like 
all of their emphasis is against the run, then I have to imagine play action, Wentz using his feet, extending plays, that's going to inevitably lead to yeah. the leaky secondary for the Buccaneers yeah. giving up big plays. Some screen passes. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, this is exactly what I said last week, yeah. right? And it didn't work out. But I expect it to work out this week. I, I like... Like you mentioned, there's no way you can just allow Ron yeah. Taylor to just run all over the league. That's just not possible. And yeah. if there's one team that can stop him, it's the Buccaneers. So yeah, I expect like at least one touchdown from Pittman, but I'm I'm also not gonna be like, you know, super. He's shocked. not a must start or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Flex start, yeah. definitely. Sure. Wide receiver two, maybe. Yeah, why not? I'm gonna be starting him yeah. because like that's that hope, right? He's so good. Mm-hmm. I just watch him every time. He mosses people like there's no tomorrow. Like just that knowing that I'm gonna start him yeah. regardless of these bad weeks I've been getting. I'm yeah. like, you know what? And the bad weeks are just a product of volume, right? It's not because he's bad. At least like he's not yeah. like openly dropping right, passes. Right. Like, no, no, none, none of that, of that right? None so of that. um yeah, it's gonna be a good game. The Colts have creeped into like actual contenders and they're a legitimate force and a threat. And so the Buccaneers have struggled recently in a couple of weeks. So uh, just coming off that victory, let's see what happens here. The next game on the board, the Carolina Panthers at five and six teeter tottering that playoff borderline there. They're traveling to Miami to take on the Dolphins who are four and seven. Carolina's favored on the road by two and a half points over under 42. My instant, instant thing seeing that is I like Carolina two and a half. Yeah, I like Miami. You do? I do like Miami. Why do you like Miami? I think the offense is kind of clicking a little bit with Tua and Gasecki and Waddle and even Miles Gaskin coming out here. um, Had a pretty good performance last week. Um, I think that uh, the Dolphins' defense isn't that great, but... um, I think they should be able to stop Cam Newton, who had less than 200 yards last week. And until I see some more um, throws from Cam Newton that I... allow me to say that he can win the game for them um i, I i'm gonna i'm gonna yeah. pick uh, miami so, I, so the reason miami could win this game is because they're blitzing on 40 percent of their dropbacks which is the only defense to do that that high that's usually the ravens game plan right and we've seen how like dominant rate ravens are like stopping the run and what do the what do the panthers do all they do is run the ball right it's either the quarterback running it or the running back running it mm-hmm. if you're blitzing on 40 percent of the passes you're forcing newton to throw and we have yet to see a game where newton can throw to win the game right so i'm excited to see this game because we'll we'll finally see if the panthers are going to be like a contender because if they can beat a team that's focusing on stopping what they do best and if they can overcome that then yeah then they're back on the you know they're back on the scary wagon because right now as a as a five and six and if you get beat by the dolphins knowing what they're going to do then you're back to like, oh God, like what are the Panthers doing? Yeah, I think I think the Panthers defense is legit. I think last week was a whole Ron Rivera thing. So yeah. there's an added element that you can't really, you know, quantify, if you will. Mm-hmm. And so tough game last week, but Cam still had 189. He only incompleted six passes through two touchdowns. And that's with McCaffrey only getting 10 carries. So um, I'm expecting all of that to uptick. And I just think the Dolphins defense, they're the reason... The Ravens and the Dolphins, right? The reason the Ravens this year are historically blitzing so much is because they have to, because if they don't get pressure, their secondary is incredibly awful this year. We've seen so many deep passes given up by them, um, notably that game against the Bengals where they just threw bombs on bombs on bombs, right? Even the Colts. And so that's that's why they're blitzing. And, and the same thing can be said with the Dolphins. Xavier Howard's kind of not had a, as good of a year. And so their secondary, which was expected to be good, hasn't been as good. So they're trying to, trying to compensate for that by blitzing a lot, right? So they don't give the quarterback enough time. Um, my The way I'm envisioning a game plan for something like that is you're putting a, you're putting guys like Christian McCaffrey now in the slot as a receiver, where if they're blitzing everybody, everybody's getting man to man, one-on-one single coverage. Right. And if that's the case, 
I, I do, I, I'm just visually conceptualizing like screen or like slants and ins to like DJ Moore and uh, Christian McCaffrey and the Dolphins defense hasn't really been good. So yeah, they're actually the worst. They're 30 seconds still after those two good games. Yeah. They're still 32nd in the league. And, so. and, and the Panthers defense to me, albeit they've had a couple of wrinkles here and there, they're a good defense. They're still second and, in the league. And Tua doesn't scare me. And like he's winning games with like very like dinky dunky methodical, uh, you know, across the middle and then run after the catch. So it's not like he's throwing bombs. Even when he's throwing bombs, they're super underthrown, but the guy's wide open. So he catches the touchdown anyways. So I really, I'm, I'm trying to really ride hard on the Panthers. Cause I, I can vision what I, they could possibly become, yeah. but you're right. This, if they can't beat the dolphins, then everything I'm visioning is all fake news. So yeah. that, that's just kind of what I'm seeing. Um, but we'll see. We'll see again. If I, if we were always all right in predicting what we did, then this job would be easy as shit. So I'd be making a lot of money. Oh, hundred percent. Just bet on everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the, yeah, it's going to be a good, intriguing matchup. If the Panthers win, they'll get back to 500 and be right back in the playoff contention. Uh, next game on the board, another intriguing matchup. The Titans, after that really, really ugly loss to the Texans, they're eight and three. They're traveling to uh, Foxborough to take on the Patriots that nobody wants to play right now, who are seven and four, sitting atop their division. Uh, they're seven point favorites at home against the Titans, over under 43 and a half. Titans injuries continue, continue, continue to pile up. Yeah. Um, the Titans are screwed. How are they going to pull out a victory the here? The Titans are screwed. I, if I had a survivor pick, I'd, I'm picking the Patriots. The Titans don't have any weapons. They have zero weapons. The Patriots are allowing 10 points per game since week seven. Like, there's a dynamic, strong, if not the best defense in the league right now, going against the weakest team, in my opinion. I, I feel like the Jets have better weapons than the Titans do right now. Um, yeah. it, honestly, like, I, I mean, there's nobody on the Titans. There's really right nobody. And now everybody's out. Yeah. You know, they're using it's Tannehill's has to step up. Like, are <laughs> yeah. you fucking kidding me? Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what Tannehill can do, but I don't know how they're going to do it. So, uh, we know that the, uh, Patriots like to run the ball. Yeah. Um, and Titans are actually fourth in the league in run defense. Yeah. Allowing 97.2 yards per game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and seventh in four point yards per play, so it's a good matchup. You know, we will get, we'll get to see how good are these Patriots defense when you're playing against a uh, run defense that's uh, fourth in the uh, fourth in the league. So there's that matchup to look out for um, that could potentially um, make Mac Jones have to throw the ball more. Yeah, um, and which, he's, which he's, I don't think he has a problem doing. Yeah, he's proven that he could he could definitely win the game as well. Um, you know, the three against the Cowboys and. Mm-hmm. And uh, other performances where he had three touchdowns in a game. So yeah, you know, it. it I think that's what what it's going to come uh, come down to. Uh, Mac Jones being able to win the game after uh, the run defenses maybe stopped. And sometimes you also have to think about like you know when you have good run defense with a good offense, like mm-hmm. something's got to go, right? Someone's got to go. Like we can't just give the favor to the run defense, like you know, because the if if I were to pick, if I were to decide right now, the the Patriots would be top three in running right now. Right? Yeah, just like on how they work their offense. Right. Like they're really good at that. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and we look last week, or, you know, the, the Saints. Like, they have a really good defense. But we've seen so many times that defense just get dump trucked, right? So, yeah, the Titans, it's just the defense may make these, you know, run-stopping plays and whatnot. And uh, I do expect Mac Jones to, you know, throw for, like, two touchdowns this game. But I don't think that's the side of the field that is going to be the deal-breaker here. Mm-hmm. I think it's the other side of the field. I think the Patriots are just not going to allow the Titans to – move the ball right and then they have nobody and then this could be a nick folk nine field goal to zero game you know Mm -hmm. it it could be one of those games i just don't envision the titans scoring points the titans the the titans Titans struggled to move the ball against the texans last week right and they had aj brown right now they have no aj brown they still have no julio obviously derrick henry's out like their best receiver is westbrook akine yeah 
Yeah. Right. Who who could have a good good game? You sure, know? fantasy wise. Mm-hmm. But yeah. how much is his good game going to move no. the needle in terms of a victory? No. And yeah. it's Bill Belichick. Yeah. It's at Patriots. It's at like, Foxborough. This is a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 a very very tough matchup for the Titans. I'm I'm by, I'm by no means saying that the Titans are going to come win this game. But if they do, I mean, it's going to have to be stopping, stopping the, run. the run. Yeah. 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 It'll be interesting. Uh, last week was the same. I said the same thing about Mac Jones because I was like, oh, let's see if they can, you know, force Mac Jones to throw it. And I'm still not necessarily completely bought in because he's a rookie. And, yeah. and they did exactly that. And he yeah, just he, threw he's everything. Playing, he's not playing like an MVP caliber by no. any means, but he's playing like a really good rookie. Oh, 100%. Like he has 14 touchdowns, but he also has eight picks, yep. right? So, like, no, but like by no means he's like coming out there and just no, slinging in. No. But he's getting the job done. For <laughs> when you have a good defense and you have a good run game, then then the quarterback really doesn't have to be that good if no. you really think about it. No, they, they don't really have. They to be just that good. Don't, they just cannot make mistakes. Right, they right. can't put their team in shitty situations by making dumb mistakes. Right, like right now he has every every numerical number. He's better than Tannehill in completion percentage. He's better. You know, uh, touchdowns. He's got more touchdowns. He's got less interceptions. He's got a better passer rating. Yeah. So it's like you like. I don't know. I don't. I don't understand how the Titans are going to win this game. I have no explanation on how yeah. the Titans are going to win this game. Yeah, I, it's going to be tough. Their offense <laughs> mustering up anything is going to be very difficult. But that's why it's the NFL, and anything can happen. Next game on the board: divisional matchup in the NFC East. The Eagles are five and six, traveling to New York to take on the G-Men, who are three and seven. Eagles on the road, favored by three and a half. Over under forty five and a half. Jason Garrett is fired. <laughs> Giants offense looked like shit last week, so it made sense. Saquon's healthy and he still sucks. Yeah, Kadarius, Tony, and Shepard are back to not playing probably. Um, where does it end it for the G-Men? It doesn't end this week. So the Giants are not 3-9 and nine against the Eagles since 2018. Um, <laughs> they're not winning this game. This, um, this is my survivor pick. Yeah. Um, here's a little fun little stat. Um, so the last four games of last year, mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts – numbers compared to the last four games of uh lamar jackson's numbers jalen hurts is better in almost every category the total amount of games first 16 16 games or so that lamar jackson's played versus the first 16 games lamar uh jalen hurts has played jalen hurts is pretty much better in every single category damn the year after these 16 games was their mvp winning season so i don't know just looking at it from a number of games perspective jalen hurts is about to go off for the next couple of games and having a team like the giants coming up this is going to be like I'm, i feel bad for the giants and like now that they have established a run game you know their defense is playing pretty well uh, this is like kind of like a patriot situation but in mm-hmm. a different way i just don't know how the giants are going to win this game what do they have to do yeah i don't i don't know how the giants win this game but uh the eagles you know winning two games back to back seem to have completely changed their offense running the ball more um, everything is just kind of clicking for the Eagles, and I don't see any way that the Giants actually come out. Uh, no, Jason Garrett got fired right before Thanksgiving. Not like Matt, Na- Matt Nagy. <laughs> yeah. He was like, they were like, no, they didn't care. We, they didn't yeah, care. Yeah, we don't we're care. not thankful for you, Garrett. No. See ya. <laughs> You're out of here. And so, who did they lose to right before the firing? Tampa Bay. Yeah, thirty to ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. So, um, yeah, you know, I've got I've got Eagles uh, in this game. I, I, just, I honestly just don't see how the Giants come out. Uh, come out on top in this game. The only thing, the only way on the mm-hmm. other side I could see it, one, divisional game, two, yeah. Jason Garrett firing is actually a blessing. It opens up their offense because Jason That's Garrett's true. like the king of limiting offenses. That's true. So the, it's almost like now they're three and seven. They lost their offensive coordinator. They're opening up, I, I would imagine, right? They're opening things up because, again, Jason Garrett was limiting them. Um, and divisional games are tough. New York's tough. Um, and we've seen, you know, the Eagles lost two weeks ago to the Chargers, right? Yeah. The Chargers don't have a great defense. So, um, Eagles have been scary as shit the last two weeks. Like we, the game against the Saints, they dominated forty points. Um, but divisional games, everything gets thrown out the window. Yeah. So I don't know. Here's, I think here's a little stat to like kind of 
not worry about the divisional thing. So I just mentioned the Eagles are nine and three versus the Giants mm-hmm. uh, and Washington since 2018. I forgot to mention that part. But the Giants are two and twelve versus the Eagles since 2014. Damn, that's the worst record against any opponent in that span. So like they literally can't beat the Eagles. Yeah. There's something going wow. on. They just can't beat them. You know, and and uh, with the Cowboys losing, this division has just kind of opened up. Oh, yeah. for the Eagles. Yeah, and they have so, so much more to prove. And and you know, forget the stats and all that. I think the Eagles just need to come out and win this game just to get the division. And they have a little bit more going for them in that standpoint yeah um that i think is going to make it tough uh, they do have more to play for absolutely right. they've yeah. one more win they're back at six and six and they're right back in it they're a game and a half uh from, uh, the, number from one. the number one seed right or against the eagles or the cowboys sorry so yeah you're right uh i i, I don't know it, it could go either way it, it makes sense obviously the eagles are favored they're a better team how much are they favored by three and a half okay so uh we'll see 45 and a half over under um should be a good game Next game on the board, the Falcons are traveling to Jacksonville to take on the Jaguars. Jaguars are two and eight. Falcons are coming in four and six, favored by two over under forty six. Um, what's the excitement for this game? Yeah, I'm really excited about Matt Ryan, <laughs> James Robinson. Yeah, yeah, James that's, Robinson. That's about it. And Porterell Patterson might play. I'm not sure. That they haven't given us a confirmation, but I think he's going to play. Yeah, this is going to be my survivor pick, um, and so I'm going to pick the Falcons, and I am betting that we see the Falcons that we have seen maybe what four out of six, four out of 10 times, which yeah. is the four games Damn. that they won. Yeah. Um, wow. They haven't scored a touchdown in about 15 days in 52 <laughs> weeks, yeah. just over two weeks. Um, yeah, no, I, I like the matchup against the Jaguars. If it's any other team, I'm not picking the Falcons, but um, th- this, you know, yeah, they've been so inconsistent, but they've sh- shown signs that they could score. They've got Cordell Patterson. Um, they've got Kyle Pitts and that's it. That's, that's really, really it. it. And that's their whole offense. That's their offense. No, but you're right. So that's not a bad pick because Jaguars is the second worst team as far as scoring points goes. Jaguars have scored fewer than 20 points in seven games versus the Lions was like 10 games, mm-hmm. right? So they're the second, uh, um, they're the second worst team as far as scoring points goes. So I and then Atlanta is not near them. They're a little bit higher. They score a little bit more points than them. And Matt Ryan is three and zero against the Jaguars. Um, these stats are a little weird because like you never know what happens over time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then Trevor Lawrence has been passing like sub 75% in six games this season, which is the most in the NFL. So he's technically the worst passer in the NFL that has been able to start this whole time. So a lot of things point towards the Falcons. It's just such a, like just two really bad teams and they could both just have turnovers and it could be anybody's game in my opinion. But if you were to look at it from like right now without any further information, who could win this game? Yeah. The Falcons have four, two more, two more wins in the Jaguars. So Falcons have to be a better team, right? Yeah. Three of the Falcons, four wins have been, have come on the road as well. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, take that for what you will. Um, should be good. Yeah, James Robinson should be having a good day. Patterson, if he's back, it's nice to see him healthy. Pitts actually <clears throat> is returning to. So there's a story. Kyle Pitts' last trip to Jacksonville ended in painful fashion. He was knocked out of Florida's game against rival Georgia on a vicious hit with a little more than a year ago. He suffered a concussion, helmet twisted sideways, and like the face mask fractured his septum. Oh, wow. And so he had surgery, missed two games, and he considered opting out the rest of the season. He ended up playing three more games and then became pro. So this is his first trip back to Jacksonville since that last you incident. Know, you know why this is more significant than other places? Why? Because when you step out of the plane when you go to Florida, mm-hmm. you just know you're in Florida because of the humidity. Mm-hmm. It's just like it's a whole different attitude when once you step out of the plane. Mm-hmm. It happens to me all the time. Yeah. Like, I just know. I'm like, oh, and all these memories just come flashing back. So hopefully that's not the case for uh, Pitts because it does change a lot when yeah. you know yeah. you're somewhere that you just had like this traumatic yeah, thing exactly. happen to. Is, is it going to be one of those where it affects him negatively and he's not able to perform or he rises above it and has a great game? Yeah, like those, like if he's running down the middle, right? Yep. And he's about to catch a pass and yep. you're like, fuck, I almost yeah. died here last time. Yep. So we don't know. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, some random... 
uh, information that could have implications on the game. Uh, the Jets, the next game on the board, another, wow, back-to-back shitty games. Jets against Texans. Jets traveling to Houston to take on the Texans. Both teams 2-8. and eight. Houston at home is probably the only game they're favored by 2.5, over under 44.5. Story of this game is Jets are expecting Zach Wilson to return and start at quarterback with, what is it, Mike White hurt and Joe Flacco hurt? Mm-hmm. Somebody COVID or are they both hurt? Flacco is hurt. Um, and then Mike Matt White, White, is, Mike White is hurt as well. Okay, so. so both injuries. So the guy who was starting <laughs> got hurt. Other people came in. Now both the other guys got hurt. This guy's healthy <sighs> now, and now he's right back in. Yeah. The quarterback carousel continues. Yeah, but it looks like it's going to be Zach Wilson, even though he's a game-time decision. I, he's I, playing. He's, yeah, he should he's, play. He yeah. should yeah. play. Um, man, two 2-8 two teams playing, um, but I'm going to side with the Texans. I think the Texans with Tyrod Taylor are completely different than with any other quarterback uh, that they have had. Um, I, I've liked Tyrod Taylor since week one. Um, he extends the play by being able to do it with his run with his uh, – run mm-hmm. and he can he can throw the ball fairly well too the Jets defense not so not so great either uh texans coming out of a win against the titans i like the te- yeah. uh, texans chance yeah the jets have actually gotten worse on defense um remember how we used to be like oh jets yeah. aren't so bad they're jets not aren't so, so bad, bad but yeah. now they're 30th so they've they've just tanked completely on defense yeah, yeah. but they, their passing has improved they're actually 12th in the league in passing because of elijah moore yeah right so they can actually make plays can the texans make plays um, having Tyrod helps quite a bit, so right. I'm I'm excited to see which one's actually the second worst team in, in the league because whoever is the loser of this was is going to get that title. Yeah, yeah. Well, Jets it, Jets are zero and five on the road this year, so we haven't seen Zach Wilson do anything. Yeah, I, he's I, been I, the worst of their three quarterbacks. I mean, I just hope for like just from NFL standpoint, I hope he does well because Same. like come on, the Same, second man. overall pick, you yeah. can't be playing this bad yeah. against and, the Texans. And other quarterbacks are having more success right. running this offense. That's yeah. a really bad look. Flacco, had, I mean, if yeah. you can play like that, like we, we'll accept that. Yep, we'll accept that. Yeah. So yeah, two and a half points. And then um, we also home. need to talk about some of those uh, players that you may start. Um, yeah. Ty, so Ty, Ty, Johnson. Ty Johnson versus um, Coleman. Coleman. Devin Coleman. Yeah, that's a, that's a serious debate going on right now because it is a bad team they face. Right. Yeah. Texans defense isn't all that hot. So one of those guys, whoever gets the majority of the carries, will probably have a decent fantasy day. So it, I'm, the I'm, I'm always I'm always siding with the, the if it's completely split. I'm always going to side with the guy that has more chances to get catches. Right. PPR F half yeah. point PPR naturally. Coleman. And to me, that's actually I think that's Ty Johnson. It is Ty Johnson, but that's because. Coleman's historically caught passes too. Yeah, he has. Like when he played for the Falcons, mm-hmm. he caught a lot of passes. So, that, but he hasn't been used that way because they have so many running backs, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like we don't, we actually don't know this. But, but it could give somebody a W mm-hmm. if you start the right running back, yeah. right? It's not like it's a situation where the Jets have a new, like this new opportunity for running backs, but they're playing a solid defense. Mm-hmm. Like even then, you're like, God, I might have to start one of these guys. I don't want to. And right now, it's the same thing. They have an easy ass defense, but we we're still like, I might have to start one of these guys. Yeah. but I don't really have to. But whoever you do end up starting will give you points. It's just, it's the Texans. Yeah, this is this is one of those coin tosses right now. Hopefully, between now and before kickoff on Sunday, there's any sort of sliver of indication on which way they're leaning. Because yeah, right now, honestly, like anybody's guess is as good as ours. There's no way to know who's going to get the big. Like you're right, both of them can catch passes. Ty Johnson has been the backup all season, but Tevin Coleman's been hurt, and now he's back. He's getting used here and there. Um, So I don't know. I, I to me. God, I avoid the situation altogether yeah. just because yeah. you could just make the wrong choice. Yeah, no, for sure. But some people don't have that opportunity, right? right? Like a 14-man league or a 12-man league. Yeah. Um, here's just one thing, though. I think this is what my prediction for this running back situation is. I think they're going to try to pound it with Coleman mm-hmm. because Ty Johnson's been available this whole time. They haven't used him as a pounder, right? Right. So there's like a reason. I don't know why. Maybe it's a McNichols kind of thing, you know, yeah. like one of those J.D. McKissick kind of situations. They're just not built to run up the middle. Mm-hmm. 
Coleman has proved in the past he can do that. So yep. I expect them to start off with some Colemaning. And then if the game script goes the other way, then I expect Coleman to just be eliminated from the game. And they're like, okay, let's just bring Ty Johnson and give him nine passes. Colemany. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be fair, last week against the Dolphins, uh, Tevin Coleman, after the Carter injury, had five carries for 16. Ty Johnson only saw one carry, and they both only saw one target and one catch. Yeah. So um, you're right. I mean, they, as soon as he got hurt, the first guy to get all the carries was Tevin Coleman. So, I mean, yeah, if you're leaning, I, I mean, I guess yeah. maybe. Th- these are desperate situations, yeah. you know, so, like, we're making desperate calls. Yeah. But if you really are this desperate, then, in my opinion, just roll the dice with Tevin Coleman and just – Hopefully the Jets win the game. If the Jets yeah. lose the game, then you made the wrong decision because then you should have yeah. started tie. So and and in spite of Zach Wilson, because we haven't seen much camaraderie between him and Elijah Moore, you're still starting Elijah Moore this week. Yeah, you can't. I, he, he's been the number been one so wide receiver the in the last, last four, four games. He's number one wide receiver, and he's fan. good. He's not. It's not just situational right. opportunity. Yeah. Like he's a good. He's a really good football player. Yep. Uh, so hopefully you hope Zach Wilson yeah. can get him the ball against Please the fucking tex- Texans, bro. <laughs> Please. Um, at that point, you're like you're. Your value is dropping just because you're also making other players around you's value drop yeah, too, that's and that's scary. horrible. And here's another fun fact we need to kind of hear: the Texans have either scored more than 21 points or less than 10 points in each game this season. Wow! So they don't do they, any. There's no in there's between. There's no in between. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. So All if right. you so if you use these statistics against teams like the, we mentioned, like the Lions, who haven't scored more than 21 points, mm-hmm. that's such a nice little roll to dice. Yeah, I'm taking the Lions. Yeah, yeah I'll take the Lions. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Should be a good one again. Back to back games where. It's probably the four of the five worst teams in the league, but um, nonetheless, everybody's yeah, playing football. That was fun. We just talked about <laughs> a bunch of shitty teams. Yeah. <laughs> the Chargers, the next game on the board, they're traveling to Denver to take on the Broncos. Chargers are now 6-4. and four. Denver coming in at 5-5. Five and five. Chargers favored on the road in mile high by 2.5 points over under 47.5. This is the first game in the 3 o'clock slate of games. Um, both teams, uh, Chargers actually coming off that crazy game against the Pittsburgh Steelers mm-hmm. where they came away victorious. Broncos got destroyed by Philly last week. So, um, what what are you guys seeing here in terms of how this game will go? Man, the Broncos came out and beat the Cowboys, and you're like, oh, okay. You <laughs> yeah. know, this, this team is kind of looking... <laughs> Welcome to the NFL. Yeah, dude. We're looking Freaking. good. And then they lose two straight after that. And so it's been kind of like, okay, maybe the Broncos are just... They just got lucky that mm-hmm. last game. Um, so, you know, it, all signs are kind of pointing towards the Chargers. They're two-and-a-half-point favorites. Um, but the, the one thing to note is that Chargers defense sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, specifically, their rushing defense. Oh, God. 32nd in the NFL. And what do the Broncos like, like to do? To run the ball. They like to run the ball a lot. So, I mean, that seems like the recipe for them to be able to win the game. Um, you know, that's just something to think about. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're giving up 145 it's, yards a game on the ground. They're giving up 20. They gave up 26.5 points a game, and they only scored 26 points a game, right? So as high-flying and powerful as their offense can be at times, they don't. They can't separate because they just continue to let the other team score as well. Yeah. So the, when the Broncos win, they win with emphasis. When they lose they lose when they're on the other side of that emphasis. So the Broncos have allowed a league low 10.4 points per game in five wins this season. So if they're going to win, they, gonna like they're going to shut yeah, them out. Yeah, they just shut you know? down So it's the like offense. it's one of those situations. And there's a lot of other things pointing towards that could possibly happening. So the Broncos have won 14 of their last 19 games against the Chargers. So it's mm-hmm. one of those situations where like, yeah. you know, we have your number. Yeah. yeah. The Chargers have always historically been destroyed by the, the, um, the Broncos. Mm-hmm. Um, but in that time, there has been... A little sleeper situation. Uh, Mike Williams pretty much has a good game every time he faces the Broncos. He averages about 86 receiving yards um, against the Broncos since Ooh. 2019. Do I start that guy? So historically, as far as as far as the last four games, that's still a small sample size. So would you start him? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But all I know is so you you're probably saying expect, I should start him. You should expect 80, 80 yards. I just need somebody to tell me to start him so I can start him. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> you have too many good receivers. Mike Williams is definitely the worst one out of those four, right? 
Yeah. I right. also have Claypool, who's kind of creeping up there. Yeah. Watch out for Chase. So I think it's, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That's up to you. To it depends on Evans' injury. Em- Evans and Metcalf were on the injury report randomly. Questionable. Yeah, Metcalf has been on the yeah, injury report. Yeah, he's just like non-participating every, 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 every practice. Yeah. So, um, But yeah, I don't know. I like, um, I really like offense in this game. I just think, I think the Chargers will score, right? The Broncos can give up points. They gave up 34 to the Vegas to Vegas. They gave up 30 to Philly, right? Mm-hmm. Teams that Philly's offense has been high flowered, high powered recently with the run game, but Vegas is hit or miss, right? So mm-hmm. the Broncos can be exploited is kind of the name of that yeah. game. And the Chargers offense after dropping 41 last week, um, I don't know. I just kind of want to see them continue to get rolling because I don't know. I have Herbert, have I have Herbert and Mike Williams, yeah. so I, I want yeah. success. But you never know. They're three and one at uh, on the road this year, so most of their wins and their successes coming on the road. They actually struggle at home. So take that for what you will. And Denver's only two and three at home, so they're actually struggling at home. So mm-hmm. um, I don't know. But two and a half points. You always when it's like five and five, six and four on paper, pretty even keeled. You're mm-hmm. getting the home team as a dog, uh-huh. especially in Mile High, which has its own aura and 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 you know the whole shit with Mile High. Um, I kind of like Denver at home. I mean, Chargers are favored. Yeah, two and a half. Wow, I I would not favor the Chargers in this game. Yeah, especially after everything I just said. Yeah, but um, I mean, yeah, you're right. They can just flip yeah. the switch. Yeah, any game. I guess they're going with the flip switch game. Yeah, turnovers could be a thing too. Too uh, Chargers defense actually, uh, ESPN has them as the fifth best pass defense. Wow. Yeah, that's yeah, because they're they pass allow defense. the runs. Yeah, they're they, bend don't they, break. They're defense. they're like we'll let you run twenty right. yards every play. Yeah, and we just won't let you yeah. throw. So if Teddy's not accurate, which I would probably take the bet that Teddy will be accurate because he's one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the NFL, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so if he's not accurate, there's some turnovers, and I could see the Chargers also yeah. coming out on top too. Yeah, it's gonna be a tough. I I don't like the bet either side. Yeah, it's a t- it's it's definitely yeah. a tough way to read. Yeah. I, I can't gauge which way this is gonna go. It's because the Chargers every year have been so like feast yeah. or famine. Yeah, yeah, it's like when we played the Bears, right? Or yeah. like when. I don't know. Like I don't know. The Chargers just have not shown up like ever. Yeah. So it's hard for me to be like, this is the year, you know. And yeah. and they're also six and four. So now maybe things things are changing. But then when they lose, they lose so bad. Yeah. When they win, like, they win the so good. So yep. it's like, <laughs> yeah. I'm staying the hell Make away up from your mind. Yeah. Fuck, man. But yeah, six and four, five and five. Uh, big game for both teams. Next game on the board, another great matchup. The Rams are traveling to Green Bay to take on the Packers. Mm-hmm. Packers eight and three. Rams seven and three. Rams on the road, favored by one point in Green Bay. Over under forty seven. Rogers, COVID's gonna play. Oh man, COVID's in right. COVID, you mean COVID? What did I just say? COVID? Yeah, that was dumb. <laughs> I just said what it was. Wow. I in my head, I thought I was doing yeah, what I wasn't you're like, doing. You're like being creative. Yeah, in your I was head. like, wow. I just said exactly. Yeah. So COVID is gonna play at home, and he's a dog. Damn. Underdog. Wow. COVID and underdog at home. Once wow. I I would want to look into some yeah. numbers seeing the last time yeah. Green Bay is underdog, an at, underdog home. at home with yeah. Rogers healthy. Wow. He has a fracture. Yeah, it's not a big deal though. It's just a it's a pinky toe. Like you don't really that's just for balance. Like I, I could play with a fractured toe. Is it pinky? I thought it was big toe. That's the, what that's the thing. It's like it's so mysterious. <laughs> yeah. But I, on my phones, when I get the alerts, it said pinky toe. Yeah. That's what I've that's what I got. Yeah. yeah. Right? But then when he's showing the toe yeah he's like showing at his the camera yeah let me take my snap no, <laughs> but he's like pointing towards the big toe yeah because that's what usually the covid toe happens in like the the bigger toes yeah it can happen in any of the toes but it usually happens in the bigger toes so when he's pointing it out maybe he's joking about it like the whole thing is so sketch bro the whole thing is so sketch but as far as i know it's a fractured pinky toe which it's just just add extra padding on that side and just fucking tough it out okay yeah, it shouldn't be that big of a deal. No, suck no. it up, Raj. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's crazy to see that the Rams are favored when the Rams haven't really uh, proven that they're a team that could beat 
which at one point the Packers were the best team in the NFL mm-hmm. when they beat the Cardinals. I, I mean, we, it would arguably the best team in the uh, in the NFC at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for to see the Rams are favored, I, that's that's kind of yeah, shocking. Yeah, this, to this me. is very. Like, the Rams are coming off back to back losses at yeah. San Francisco where yeah. they got throttled, and then the Titans beat them. Um, at home. Yeah, well, here's here's another fun fact why I think this is absolutely ridiculous. Matthew Stafford is 0-16 in his career versus teams that entered the game five or more games over 500. So, he just, so yeah, remember like how some, some quarterbacks that I'm not going to name can't beat good teams? Well, this guy actually can't beat good teams. He's yeah. 0-16. Yeah. I just I, – I have no trust in the Rams. Like there's so much hype around this team. I've seen Matthew Stafford my whole life, and I know what he's capable of, and I know when he faces Aaron Rodgers, he's not going to beat him. So yeah. – I'm just going to go on. What do we think record. about the Adams and Ramsey matchup? That's the thing. That's the it's going to be a good one. I mean, that that that's that's a, obviously yeah. a big, big deciding factor yeah. in this game and the way this game is going to go. You argue Devontae Adams is matchup proof. Obviously, he's like literally one of the best receivers, if not the best receiver in the league. Right. And Jamal uh, Ram- or Jalen Ramsey has not 100% shadowed no. everybody that he's no, like. DK Metcalf yeah, owned him. That's what I'm saying. And he doesn't even guard it. He hadn't even been guarding the, the best player the entire game in all the games he's played, right? Mm-hmm. It seems like he's not shadowing them everywhere really? as far as what I've seen. Oh. Um, so I don't. I don't know that that's going to be as big of a factor as it's let let on to be. If Bakhtiari is back this week, I don't know if he is or not. Um, I'd have to double check, but that's going to incredibly improve the offensive line for guys like Aaron Donald and stuff like that. So um, give me the Packers at home. Yeah, I'm taking the Packers. Yeah, I'm going to take the Packers. Um, McVay mm-hmm. said that he expects to see a lot of uh, OBJ. He did. He did say that. I'm actually starting him at Metflex <laughs> in one of the leagues only because he said that. Yeah, he said that about Woods. And Woods got a touchdown. Yeah. He hasn't been lying. He the hasn't man, been lying. The man doesn't lie. OBJ better catch them passes, though. Yeah, he better he's not drop them. dropping everything. Yeah, he, um, here's some more stats. I just love to shit on Stafford. So he's 0-16 in his career versus good teams, right? Yeah. And then Aaron Rodgers is 12-4 and versus Stafford in his career. That's tied for the third best winning percentage by one starting quarterback over another quarterback since 1950. Damn. So in the history of the NFL, basically. That's so like, insane. I don't know how Stafford's going to beat the Rodgers. Rodgers. Rogers is the Rogers is the Rogers. There's two Rogers in there, so that works. That's true. Yeah, yeah facts. facts. Yeah. Rogers. Uh, okay, and I was also just checking on uh, Jair Alexander, but he's not supposed no, to expect not, to be back playing. or anything he's like that. Um, yeah, I mean, shit. Like you said, the last time they talked about you know giving a guy the ball, he had his best week yet. So you'd hope they can get OBJ involved. You hope he has something left in the tank, and he's a big enough, um, I guess, add on to that team with the loss of Robert Woods, but. Shit, OBJ has. We just continue to believe in this hype of OBJ, and he's yeah, done nothing for now a couple <laughs> of years. So it's just like this dude, is the last straw. Yeah, honestly, like if you can't succeed against a high-powered f- offense like the Rams, where like they're designing receivers to be running ten yards open pretty much every play, then you're nobody. You suck. So, so as much as I believe the Packers would probably win this game, I want them to lose oh, so 100%. badly. Percent. Want them to lose so badly because. There's a new sheriff in town, but we'll talk about that here shortly, probably in like 15 seconds. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, it's going to be a good game. One of the best games on the board, only a one-point spread. Again, you're getting Green Bay. You're getting Rodgers-led Packers team at home as underdogs with one of the best records in the league. So make it make sense, Vegas. I'm taking the Packers. Next game on the board. You were talking about the new sheriff in town. Captain Kirk led the Minnesota Vikings. They're traveling to the 49ers, the team that Captain Kirk was uh, rumored to go to before he signed with the Vikings. He, they are both five and five. San Francisco coming off some crazy victories. They're favored by three, over under forty nine. Um, God, this game scares the it's shit. So out of me. scary because there are no defensive linemen to stop the most <laughs> scariest heavy. rushing team in the NFL. 
So this is gonna be terrifying. This is gonna be terrifying. It's gotta be high scoring, right? Like yep. how do you how is how would this game not be high scoring? We have to score. Our offense is gonna have to be the reason we win, as always. Yeah, like you said, Dalvin Tomlinson, Michael Pierce, both defensive tackles out. Out. Hunter Daniel Hunter out. out. Everson Griffin. Everson Griffin out. out. Their backups also out. Yeah. So we are so thin at the defensive line position. And the 49ers do nothing but scheme run the run. People over. Run, run, run. They don't care who's running oh back God. there. Kittle's they gonna, run. Kittle's going to pancake like four people. Yeah, oh, my play. God. So it's I, that the three-point spread is just really, really confusing to me because they're the home team. We're traveling to the West Coast. Um, I, I just have really weird PTSD memories against the 49ers because <laughs> it reminds me of like so many specific games. Obviously, the playoff game after we beat the Saints and then the 49ers just destroyed yep. the shit out of us. Yep. And then... I feel like there was a one game, one year, the first game of the season where we were supposed to give the 49ers supposed yeah. to be bad. We went to 49ers and just us. got shit on. Yeah, and us. then there was another game. Was the Josh Freeman game where he randomly the started for us against the 49ers? We threw like three or He four was really bad. Like he came out of nowhere. We picked him up off the street and he had to start for us. Yeah. And I think that was against the 49ers and they wow. destroyed us. So I have some weird PTSD going to San Francisco and playing this team. And like the, the quote around the 49ers all year with this podcast is they're weird. They're a weird football team. They love just showing up in weird spots. And right now they have a lot of momentum, especially after destroying the Rams. Yeah. And Again, let's not discredit the Vikings. They're coming off two really impressive victories. They just beat the Packers, um, you know, arguably the best team in the NFC. And so their offense seems like they can't be stopped. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, this is, to me, on paper, this is going to have to be a shootout, and the offense is just going to have to score more than their team. Yeah, I feel like both teams are very similar. I mean, they are both ha they both have 5-5 five and five record, but in terms of, like, trying to prove that they are better than the record states, yeah. it's definitely both of these teams. Um, you know, I, I feel like the um, the the... the 49ers, mm -hmm. they use a more balanced approach of trying to run the ball, consistent Garoppolo yep. play, and then a, a strong defense. Um, so they're more, more of like the traditional yeah. team, whereas yeah. the um, the Vikings from what we saw last week. Last was, couple of weeks now. Last couple of weeks, airing the ball out, giving yeah. it to their uh, studs like Jefferson and Thielen. Absolutely. I, I feel like, you know, when you when you, when you you look at the spread, it's almost like uh, Vegas is not really accounting for all of those defensive injuries mm -hmm. um, that could hurt yeah. the um, the hurt the big Vikings. Time. Yeah. Big time. So, huge. so yeah. on paper, it's like almost like, yeah, it could be a field goal game, but with those defenses that you guys yeah. have just mentioned, it's yeah. going to be a very yeah. tough yeah. matchup. Dude, it's for the tough. The only way we can win this game is if we start scoring early, yep. right? And then we eliminate their run game, yep. and now they're screwed because yep. we have everybody back as, as far as our secondary goes, and they're, they're all stars, right? Mm -hmm. We have good players back, and we have in the middle of the field, forget about it. It's Kendrick's going to just shut yeah. everything out down there. They're like those Debo Samuel slants, even kill slants. All of that is going to have an asterisk if Eric Hendricks is guarding either of those guys. Mm. Um, but, yes, that's the only answer. The answer here the is run. to be aggressive on offense, take the lead early, and mm. then eliminate their run game. That yeah. is the only answer. Otherwise, yeah. it's going to be like a 41-42 to 42 game yeah. if they keep running and then we just keep Double-team the shit out of Debo Samuel, yeah. right? I don't want to see any yeah. kind of slant no. Debo Samuels for yeah. 80 yards. Somebody else beat us. Yeah, let Brandon somebody Ayuk. else. Sure, sure, fine. That's yeah. fine. Beat us. Beat, us. beat us, Brandon Ayuk. I'll take it. Yeah. Prove to me that you're somebody that can actually beat another team. Like, you're not in that category yet. So, <laughs> Debo Samuel absolutely is. So, he needs to be stopped. I don't even care if you're one-on-oneing George Kittle and he catches 10 for 100 yards. Like, that's mm -hmm. fine. We just cannot have big Debo Samuel touchdowns. We cannot give that up. We have to play the bend-don't-break mentality. But it's going to be tough. Like we said, 
the the odds are stacked against us when the best running team is coming in and facing a team that literally has nobody on the defensive line playing. So I don't know. Take it for what you will. But if the Minnesota Vikings do come away victorious here, they're six and five all of a sudden um, after stringing three impressive victories against the Chargers, the Packers, and this would be the 49ers. So um, we know that they're better than an average five and five team. San Francisco's Achilles heel has been at home, though. They're one and four at home this year. So their better games are played on the road so far. Uh, could be could become a factor. So, next game. Yeah, and it's not else? and it's not just like the home games so far. It's they've lost twelve of their last fifteen home games. Yeah. Just like over. That They're just span. not playing well. They're just not playing well at home. And yeah. So and I, then and then all of our losses have been by seven points or fewer. Like th- this is the most amount of one possession losses in the NFL. So we're in all of those games. So mm-hmm. like if there's a chance we can be in this game and then yeah. use that air it out philosophy, yep. that should equal a win for me. Like that's just what it seems like. You know, if we can stay if we can stay in the game playing like we did in the past, you know, however many months mm-hmm. and that wasn't even with this new aggressive approach, mm-hmm. right? And we stayed inside all the games. If we can just keep staying in these games with this new approach, it's a shoe win. It's yeah, a, it's a win. I'm just holding out hope that this is one of those where the uh, Cardinals traveled to San Francisco like three weeks ago uh-huh. with Colt McCoy, and we're like, oh shit, the 49ers at home, they're gonna win, and then Colt McCoy beat the 49ers. Yeah. yeah. So, and you know how they won? They ran the ball 39 times for 163 yards. That was James Conner's best game. So Dalvin Cook could be Cook season. Could be cooking, so, yeah. cooking and Macklin. Love that. <laughs> Love that. Next game on the board, the Browns. The Cleveland Browns are traveling to take on the Baltimore Ravens. Another divisional game. Six and five for the Browns. Seven and three for the Ravens are favored three and a half points at home over under 47 and a half expecting Lamar Jackson to be back after that weird illness crap where Lamar Jackson doppelganger started yeah. last week. Yeah. Um, you had <laughs> mentioned something about the Browns uh, before the podcast where there is some rumblings that, you know, yeah, but Baker Mayfield look looking like nobody wants him to start on the team. And when I say nobody, I'm talking about his own teammates. They're like, there's some talks and whenever these things come up, it's not always just yeah. like, it's not nothing. just smoke. It had yeah. to come. It, it came to fruition from somewhere. Yeah. So it's a topic of discussion. Like there's a legit fear that his teammates think that he's not going to take him to the promised land. Yeah. And he's hurting them more than helping him playing through this injury. And we've seen that on the field. Like he doesn't look good. Yeah. He's also seems like an immature person to oh, me. Yeah. Uh, you know, ego. Ego. He lets his yeah. ego get in front of kind of what's best. Yeah. Is kind of right. Look. And as a leader, as a quarterback, you can't you can't really be no. like that. In no, the you NFL. be able to put your ego aside. Right. Right. And um, so the Browns actually, I know they're six and five, but they've scored fourteen or fewer points in five games this season, which is tied for most in the NFL. Yeah. So we're talking about Texans, Jets, Lions. Yeah, yeah. They do better than the Browns do yep. as far as scoring points go. When they when they do lose consistently, or like yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's like. What are you doing, Browns? Like you're you're about to face the Ravens at home with little to no receivers. Jarvis mm-hmm. Landry's still injured. I don't know who's I don't know if he's actually gonna play. You're still gonna use your rushing attack, but Lamar Jackson's back. He's got new weapons, like down the field, middle of the field, behind him, everywhere. Even his like, you know, we don't talk about with Tavis Murray very often, yep. but he's at least back. Yep. And Freeman's there. Like they've solidified all their roles. Like that is the team that's gonna take him to the Super Bowl, right? Yep. That yep. is they've established that. Like that is their team. The Browns are nowhere near that. They're still figuring shit out. So something's got to give. Like you, you, you can't score 14 points or fewer and beat the Ravens. Yeah. The, the Ravens have had, had, had a weird season, right? I mean, they have big, big games where they win like uh, five weeks ago, right? Last five games for the Ravens. Five weeks ago, they beat the Chargers 34 to 6. Like just destroy. And that yeah. was when the Chargers were like peaking. And you're like, holy shit, Ravens yeah. are for real. Next week, what happens? The Bengals come and just demolish them 41-17. And then... They beat the Vikings 34-31 in overtime, right? Oh, shit, another high-flying offense. And then they travel to Miami and lose to the Dolphins. And only scored 10 points. And so it's just been like one week after the other. Last week they won a really shitty game, 16-13, but that was with Tyler Huntley. So 
Um, I don't know. Even with Lamar there, I mean, what Ravens team are you going to see? Or what Ravens team are you going to get? Yeah, but, you know, the Browns are pretty bad. Though. They're bad. They're, they're a 6-5 record, which is like... Which is insane. Um, every every team in that division has a winning record, yeah, by the way. Yeah. And then the Ravens have actually never uh, have not beat a team in that division just quite yet. Wow. So the two losses. Wait, so they've lost all of their games on the, against that division. Which is two games. Okay. They've lost three games, but two of them are to the division. Two right, of them Cincinnati division. and then uh, Steelers. Maybe. Have Ravens. they lost to the Steelers? Have you guys played the Ravens yet? I don't think we play the Ravens. I don't think so. Who did, no. they, who did they lose to? Uh, so they lost to Miami, they lost to the Bengals, and then they lost to Vegas. Uh, oh, it's only been one game. Yeah, so it's only oh, one okay. game in well, the division. Lost. Well, that yeah. stat doesn't really mean <laughs> anything yeah, now. No. <laughs> they haven't beaten the AFC North. <laughs> one game. One game. Yeah. Um, no, but uh, the Browns just came off of a win against the Detroit Lions 13-10. to 10. <laughs> Yeah. You know, you beat, you barely just edge out with three point away, game, yeah. a field goal win against the Lions, and that um, was a Tim Boyle led Lions, right? Yeah, it wasn't even Goff. No, God, that's no, sad. Yeah, so I, I just, I don't think that, um, yeah, the the Browns have the fire firepower, no. just to, uh, to compete with the Ravens. Yeah. And Lamar Jackson's eight and one as a starter in his career after losing his last start, yeah. so he comes back and typically wins the next game. I'm expecting a big game from Rashad Bateman. I think Bateman, Andrews, I think they're going to have big games. I think the Ravens are probably going to put up 30. Nice. I hope Andrews does that because I'm sixth in my league, in my other league. Need to need to crawl my yeah, way back I'm up. I'm sixth in our league, and I have Andrews. So wow. similar situations. Something, something going so on we here. all need Andrews. Uh, yeah. That's a Sunday night football game. I need Andrews not to do well because wow. you are sixth in our league. Wow. All right, man. Well, so you, it's begun. Okay. I need you to lose so badly. Who are you, who are you even playing? I don't even know. Trouble. Oh my wow. god! <laughs> so easy victory. Bro, for bro, and, like and, and, oh, and Swift got hurt. Swift got oh hurt. my god! Wow. Who did? Who have you had that's already played? Uh, Chicago defense six points. Yeah, yeah. I started them other league. Under, underwhelming. Yeah, they should got ten. Six is like it's whatever. Yeah, it's poop. Six is better than negative six or negative one. I haven't had one of those negative years. I don't think I've had a negative all year, so. I don't know what that's, that's like. A little scary. Um, but that's Sunday night football. Monday <laughs> night football. The Seahawks are traveling to Washington to take on the football team. Seattle's three and seven. A couple more losses, and they might as well just kind of pack it in for next season because playoffs are looking glim. Um, Washington's four and six. They just had a couple of decent victories. Heineke kind of coming to life here. Uh, another winnable game. The line is literally dead even. So it's a coin toss here over under 46 and a half. Which side is the coin going to it's, flip I'm to? going Washington football team. I'm taking the football team over the wow. Seahawks. Yeah, so check this out. We love Russell Wilson, right? Like he's, he's proven everything he needs to prove. He's going yep. to the Hall of Fame. We yep. all we know all of that. Yes, sir. But um, Russell Wilson has a 35.1 completion percentage on third downs this year, which would be the lowest of any qualifying passer in a season since Chad Hutchinson in 2002. Oh my God, Chad Hutchinson. Michigan yeah. is was he Michigan? Dallas. Yeah. Dallas. Yeah. So he's wow. playing like ass on third downs. Like straight up boo boo, like doo doo and boo boo, <laughs> straight up. Oh, so this is bad, okay. and uh, it hasn't improved. He's actually going on the wrong trajectory yeah. here as far as doing things. So I don't know. And Washington <laughs> football team's defense has kind of solidified, and then this is that time of the year where Heineke starts being all tenacious. Yeah. So I, it might last. It's tenacious time with Taylor Heineke. Yeah. Um, great podcast name for Taylor. <laughs> and the Seahawks are actually bad. It's still bad. There's 31st in offense. A lot of that was Geno Smith, but whatever. They're 28th in defense. That had nothing to do with Geno Smith. <laughs> they're 23rd in rushing, and they're 30th in passing. These are numbers that we've given to, like, the Lions and the yeah. Dolphins. Like, yeah. they're at the bottom tier. Yeah. Whether we like it or not, I know. they are one at of the worst At what point do we teams. just stop giving them the benefit of the doubt just being like they're bad? I think we're going to have to go all the way till the end until they're eliminated because they have Russell Wilson. But um, they're bad. Like, it's you need to know this. The Washington football team is better than the Seahawks in every single category. Offense, defense, passing, rushing. They're just a better team. 
Yeah. God damn it. It's crazy. I mean, I've never seen an even line before. I think this is my first time. Really? Yeah, I've also not betted for a long time either. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, even line, um, I honestly don't know which way to lean because I feel like any given week, see, uh, Russell Wilson could come back and have a solid uh, performance. Yeah, it's like the right finger's finally feeling better. Any, and then just... any given week? Well, it's it's been seven weeks. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's, have... he's been hurt the yeah. last, last, what? The uh, mallet finger is really fucking with him, for sure. It definitely seems that way when he throws. So yeah. I, is, I just don't know, injury-wise, is that something that every week is getting better? Like, is he, is it, or is it just, he screwed till the end of the season dealing with it. And then they like do surgery or they figure out how to get it better. Because if that's the way he's playing all year, then yeah, we should be fading the Seahawks every game. I mean, if it's an injury that he can't move his <coughs> finger, doesn't that like you get more mobility? Yeah. You should, he should be getting more range of motion as weeks progress. Week. Yeah. Okay. So it should be getting better. It right. should be. It's like a self-healing I, type thing. At what point do we stop talking about the finger? Yeah. Like, what if it's not the finger? It's, it's gotta be, dude. But even before the injury, he wasn't playing bad. He's playing great, right? Yeah, he was playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, it, like, until he like has a season where he's completely healthy and just yeah. sucks dick, we can't be like Russell Wilson sucks. Yeah. yeah. Like it's he a, a it's the only reason I'm starting DK Metcalf every week yeah. when I probably might shouldn't be. But um, yeah, I mean that's the hope and faith that comes with Russell Wilson. It's just like a, yeah. even if you're not a Seahawks fan, you have like this weird yeah, he's bias a, approach. He's got God yeah. on his side. Yeah. And stuff. Like, <laughs> we can't fuck with that shit. <laughs> exactly. So it's gonna be a tough game. I'm gonna have DK against McLaurin on Monday night. That's gonna be fun to watch. Hopefully, I can actually get some production oh, wow. for once in my that's life. A fun game. One thing that's going from Washington, um, like going to their favor, is uh, when you watch look at uh, Smart Money. So uh, Seattle opened as a three and a half point favorite. Yeah, and now it's. Now it's even. Yeah, so right? all the money's on Washington? All the money, all the smart... Because when you first go into the bet, that's like the smart money going in yeah. and then, you know, people like us going on Sundays yeah. and, and put the uh, bets Dumb in. bets in. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, you know, smart money. We, we wait till the lines moved against us and we're like, yes, <laughs> Perfect time. Yeah, let's take it. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, dude, more, more if I'm a Seahawks fan, I'm sweating right now. That's all I'm going to say. I mean, yeah, this this loss, if you have eight losses, like, I don't care if it's 17, mm, no. like 17 games, at that point, you're just like... Yeah. They're not going to string, and they haven't proven anything that there may be a resurgence. No, you know, their defense not. is still bad. Yeah, their defense is one of the worst. Yep, and football team out here just like beating Tom Brady and stuff. Like yeah. that's no joke. Yeah, yeah. So that's Monday Night Football. Um, I wish it was more of an exciting Monday Night Football game, but I mean, it could yeah, be. Yeah, we got Antonio Gibson, bro. We're gonna be high fiving like four times. Yeah. I hope that so. game. I hope it's like fifteen. 15 times? times? Yeah. Damn. Every carry, you're high fiving. Every carry, you know, <laughs> just because he's wow. out there. I will the literally go. Do something erratic. <laughs> if he gets me like thirty points, yeah, erratic. It's just show it's going to take over the town for the Damn, week. Thirty points. I mean, I mean, it could happen. Seahawks are bad. Seahawks are bad. That's so true. that's the last game on the board. Um, couple things. Look, you guys want to jump into survives real quick, or you guys going to just do like a quick uh, playoff dive? Whatever see. we can do, for whatever, whatever works. Yeah, let's do playoff dive real All quick. Right. So I just want to, uh, let's. I'm just gonna pull up the standings, and I just want to look at kind of the playoff picture because we're yeah, week twelve. You know, there's only six weeks left, and Playoff spots are slowly getting solidified, and I want to see kind of who's in the race, who's pretty much out of it, and you know, kind of what what's to look up to or look forward to. So, uh, let's start with the AFC. Obviously, top to bottom this year, there's seven playoff teams. You have the Titans at eight and three; they're number one. Ravens are seven and three, but they played one less game, so take that for what you will. Buffalo seven and four; they win the tiebreaker against Kansas City because they beat Kansas God, City these this teams year. Are all garbage. Kansas City seven and four, sitting at fourth place, and then you have the Patriots also tied with them at seven and four at fifth. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati's currently one of the wild card spots. They're six and four, and they win the tiebreaker over the Chargers. Best win percentage in common games, so teams they've played against, they have a higher winning percentage. And the Chargers round out 
the seventh seed here in the playoffs wow. in week 12. They're six and four. So uh, they're still in the playoffs despite, you know, all okay. the ups and downs. And then you have a couple of teams that are literally just on their ass. You mm-hmm. have at the eight seed, Pittsburgh, five, four, and one. You have Indianapolis, Vegas, and the Browns, nine, 10, and 11, all at six and five. Yeah. So above 500 teams not in the playoffs so far, if you're looking at it, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, arguably seven teams that are fighting for that six and seven spot in the AFC. You have the Bengals, the Chargers, the Steelers, the Colts, Raiders, Browns, and even the Broncos. That's seven teams who are five and five or better. Yeah. The Chiefs are going to take the number one spot. You think so? It's going to all end up being the same thing that's always was going to end up happening. Inevitable. They just had a bye week at the perfect time, and now they get to just reload their offense. And here's a fun fact, by the way. So, you know, who are the Packers playing? The Rams, right? Mm -hmm. And we're like, oh, my God, these two teams are so good, right? Mm -hmm. Whoever loses that game is going to have the same record as the Chiefs. And the Chiefs are playing their worst football. Yeah. Like, that alone should kind of scare you a little bit. Like, the Chiefs are playing really bad, and then the Packers and Rams are playing, like, the best they've ever played. Yep. And they're going to have the same record. So you're like, oh, my God, where is the ceiling for the Chiefs? And it doesn't exist because they're going to be number one by all this is said and done. Titans, yeah, okay. Ravens, you get beat by the Dolphins? Like, come on. The Bills? Lost four games in like the weirdest ways possible. Yeah, none of these teams scare me. You know, the Patriots. Patriots. Patriots scare, scare me. Mm-hmm. Patriots scare me. But they don't have that offensive firepower if they yeah. needed to like keep up in games. That's just a whole different type of gameplay they play. That team's gonna make. They'll probably have a bye week or something. Or actually, now there's only one bye week, so it's gonna be close. But I am fully on this Chiefs wagon once again because just again like everything I just said. Like they yep. they're playing so like terribly, and yet they're gonna have the same record as one of the. One of the best teams in the league. And of the top six teams in the AFC right now, the Chiefs have the highest strength of victory. So clearly the wins that are they're racking up are against good teams. And all of their losses have actually been against really good teams. So yeah, I don't foresee Tennessee staying up there, right? They're too injury riddled yeah. and like again, they're just trending down. Yeah. Baltimore, as long as you have Lamar Jackson, I mean you're always gonna be there. Yeah. But their defense has a shit ton of holes that they need to kind of figure out. Buffalo up and down. Um, in the playoffs, obviously, you still don't want to fuck with them. But you're right. The two biggest teams to me, the scariest teams, are the Chiefs and the Patriots. I mean, you have Cincinnati, eh, Chargers, eh, Pittsburgh, eh, and then you have even Indianapolis, their ninth seed. I'm, I, they would scare me. Yeah, if I, they yeah, sneak into the Colts. seventh seed, I wouldn't want to play yeah. the Colts. I, I never want to play a team that has like a strong running game, yeah. you know, like, and with pretty good defense. Like, yep. I don't want to mess with that shit. I think they will. I think the Colts end up uh, getting into the playoffs at the yeah. s- seventh or, I mean, even yeah. outright w- winning that division. Yeah, um, can happen. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't think the Chargers are going to last either. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not sure if they I, I honestly see the Bengals and the Chargers dropping out of these playoff spots. Yeah. Steelers, could, you know, historically they make the playoffs. Yeah. They could sneak in one of those wild card spots. I actually don't see that happening. I mean, I'm just saying they could. They right? could. Like, who, who are they competing with? The Browns? The Raiders? Yeah. The Broncos, yeah. maybe? Like, you don't know what the Broncos could do? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. If the Broncos beat the Chargers this week, then they, they have a, I mean, they're probably they're in the pretty playoffs. pretty much right in there. Yeah. Right. yeah. 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 So, I mean, again, it's a clusterfuck of seven teams that like, again, every week is going to have implications. So a lot of these teams will play against each other here through the next six games. So a uh, ton to look forward to. But again, Steelers, show it. Your Steelers are right in the thick of things, um, you know, trying to catch that wild card spot. I guess, I mean, they're still technically in the division, yeah, you too. You win the division. They're, yeah. no, they're, they're two games back from the division. So, I mean, yeah. you, you know, it's not out. Of, it's not over. It's not. It's definitely not over. It's just that uh, knowing that the steel, what the Steelers team is like and mm-hmm. seeing all these other different teams that, I mean, teams like the Colts, yeah. Yeah. Um, even the Chargers, um, 
but you know, your, Patriots. Your, they all have special things, and that special thing for you is your defense, right? So if the defense can come together, yeah. yeah if the injuries, then, then that's come, your like you know, back. That's your like superpower, right? Yeah. Right. The only I would say the four teams for certain that are out of the playoffs: the Jets are two and eight, Jags are two and eight, Texans are two and eight, even Miami's four and seven, and, and yeah, sure they're still in it, but I think they're out. Yeah. Okay. So that that's the AFC. Jumping over to the NFC, we got the Cardinals here with the number one seed at nine and two. Packers eight and three hit the second spot. Tampa Bay is seven and three with the third spot. Cowboys winning their NFC East division at seven and four with the fourth spot. Rams are seven and three with the fifth spot, the first wild card spot. The Vikings are the sixth seed at five and five, and then San Francisco is the seventh seed and the final playoff team at five and at five. Five and five. Um, of to note, all those all, of all those teams, none of those teams have a strength of victory above 500, which is interesting because in the AFC side you had Tennessee and Kansas City uh, and the Chargers and the Raiders have all beaten teams. Their strength of victory is above 500. So uh, something something to look at. I mean, yeah. people always say the NFC is better, but yeah, record wise right now they have more wins, but strength of victory a little bit different. So you have. Outside of the playoffs, kind of right in contention, Philly five and six, Carolina five and six, the Saints five and six, and then you have a bunch of four and six, four and seven, three and seven teams. So, um, I mean, shit, those guys aren't out of it either. So you have you have Washington, Atlanta, Chicago, even New York and Seattle. They're just kind of barely hovering there. In the NFC, the only team you can say clearly is out of it. It's Detroit. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to play any of these teams. I don't want to play the Buccaneers. I don't want to play the Packers. I don't want to play the Cardinals. I, maybe. I don't mind the Cowboys. Um, the Rams, I really don't want to mess with. 49ers, I don't want to mess with. Eagles, I don't want to mess with right now. You know, so like, th- like that's a lot of teams that. Yeah. Are, and even the Washington uh, football, football team. team, I don't want to mess with them either. Yeah. It's a lot of teams that could be fighting for spots. Um, the, I can easily say that the Saints, I don't mind playing the Saints anymore. No, same. I don't, mind. I don't think they'll make the playoffs. Yeah. So that's basically the only one, yeah. right? So yeah. this, there's a lot of, this is going to get really, really interesting really fast because a lot of these teams are going to be playing each other very soon here. Yeah, from the uh, NFC South, I think the Buccaneers take uh, that division, yeah, yeah, sure. and then I don't think anyone else from that. No one else is gonna make that wild card. Mm-hmm. I, I don't see the Panthers making the wild card or Saints, and then Falcons are you know four and six. Um, they're they're pretty behind. Um, but as far as the wild card is concerned, I think the Vikings, um, Cowboys, and the Rams. You know, those are the three teams uh, yeah. outside of you know the division winners. Yeah. Those are probably the three teams <coughs> that actually uh, legitimately have a chance. Either Cowboys and Eagles from that division, um, Cardinals and Rams from that division, and then the Packers and Vikings. Like whoever's, the, they're both they're all top. Yeah, two those right are now. top two. And but I don't see anyone else that's like third place that could potentially be a. But don't forget, there sleeper. is a. Um, there's seven teams. Right? Seven seed, so, right? So you have one extra playoff spot. So who's this? Who's the best third team in the division? Right? Forty I mean, ers You have forty. You have the Forty ers um, in that division with the Cardinals and the Rams, right? The 49ers, you have the Eagles who are the second team. Uh, Carolina's also the second team. So, yeah, I mean, the best third team right now is the 49ers. So the way it's currently sitting almost seems like the way it should end up yeah. in the NFC. Right, that's that's what it seems like, but there's teams making surges. No, like, yeah, Eagles Philly. Could, Eagles could win that division. Yeah, right. I, I mean, I'm still not counting out the fan- Panthers. If the Panthers win this week and they're 6-6, six and six, yeah. I don't want to fuck with that Panthers defense. And that offense is annoying. Like, anytime you're facing a team that's a read option team or a quarterback can run, that's a nightmare for defenses. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And also, it does look kind of bad. Like, the Packers are 8-3, and three, Vikings are 5-5, five and five, but we have another game with them. Yep. And the Packers play the Rams this week, right? Yep. So. Those could go either way. I mean, yeah. You look at if the Packers lose to the Rams here and the Vikings somehow beat the 49ers, you're one and a half game out of first place with uh, the Packers having played one extra game, right? So you still have one more game to be one game back, and then you play the Packers. So, uh, yeah, anything goes there. Anything does go. That's an interesting um, 
playoff scenario we got going on. Yeah. Any 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 anybody down there in terms of Washington, Atlanta, Chicago, you see making a late push? Yeah, Washington because they've done it before and they yeah. beat Tom Brady. Like they've actually have a resume that proves that they can do stuff like this. And their defense is kind of coming together. These other teams, absolutely not. No. None of these teams. Falcons, fake news. Bears aren't no. going to win. Bears, even if they win a couple games, they're yeah. going to get knocked out yeah. so quickly. Like there's yeah. no integrity. Like there's not. There's no like foundation for any of these teams. Yeah. Like what do they use to beat teams? The, ba- you know? the Bears have the worst strength of victory outside of the yeah. Lions. Of course, yeah. we haven't won it's a, a game. Garbage, so. garbage teams. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, so that's interesting. That's the playoff picture. I want to talk about that week to week because every week it's going to change and yeah. leading into the playoffs, it'll mm-hmm. be important. Um, let's end the episode with our survivor picks. Again, to recap, uh, Shoshot, you're eight and two. Shovit, you're six and five. I'm 11 and 0. This week, Shovit, you are starting us off. Yeah, I am starting, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and pick the Falcons against the Jaguars this this uh, this week. And uh, the, the reason for that is just the matchup. I yeah. like the matchup that the um, the Jaguars defense, I think, is beatable. Uh, even if the Falcons haven't been consistent, I think this is the week that they come out and play and beat the Jaguars. Yeah. In Jacksonville. So on the road, you're taking the Falcons. Um, I am going to take the Ravens. Again, for me, it always somehow ends up that I'm taking primetime games. It's a Sunday night game. I'm taking the Ravens at home against the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, Baker's not the answer. Their offense is shitty. Lamar's back. Uh, Ravens at home. Uh, give me the Ravens. Shashot, Sh- what about you? Yeah, um, I am riding on this Eagle hype train. Not only because I'm joining the bandwagon, but I've kind of believed in them all this whole time. Um, there's just too much talent on this team. The defense is coming together. I, I really don't see how the Giants could beat the Eagles. Um, and historically, Eagles have their number. There's like double-digit victory margins throughout this uh, this these their two rivalry, teams. Yeah. yeah, this rivalry. Like over the span of like the, I gave those stats earlier. Yeah, but yeah, they they have their number, and Eagles are on a surge to make the playoffs. Giants just lost their coach, a lot of disarray going on there. Yeah, they got Saquon back, and he still can't do anything. I I have no faith in the Giants right now. Yep. So you got so okay. So Shovit, you have the Falcons beating the Jaguars in Jacksonville. I have the Brown or the Ravens winning at home against the Browns, and Shoshot, you have the Eagles beating the Giants in New York. So um, those are the survivor picks, and that is the episode of the Only Playbook. Again, thank you guys so much for tuning in and sticking it out with us. That is episode number twenty-three. We will update you guys on all the injury, any other fantasy implications on our social media, Twitter at Only Playbook. Uh, again, thanks so much for joining us. We're the Only Playbook. We will see you guys on Monday. <laughs>